2: Crowd. We're the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our color show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. This is the Mike Heller Show. That's how we roll. Call the show at eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy. Send a tweet at Mike Heller Show. That's Now, here's Mike Heller. Hey,
3: welcome in on the Friday edition of the Mike Heller Show. We are at the Greater Madison Golf Show with you until 6 o'clock. So double dipping again today, John Audius and I uh, took care of the Rich Eisen Show. And I don't know what that means necessarily. We took care of it and now it's done um, or if we'll be invited back, because we're scheduled to be on that same show, the Rich Eisen Show, on Monday. But here we are at the Greater Madison Golf Show. This will make its way to Milwaukee about one month from now. And the, one of the great things, I suppose, in this, the Greater Madison Golf Show, is outside It's 60 degrees. So you can come out here and get all these great deals on irons and drivers and putters, and there's an opportunity to take them right outside and there will be some golf courses open, I would assume, the back half of this weekend. It's President's Day coming up on Monday. So there's a little bit of that going on, and uh, we're happy to be out here. I'm Mike Heller. This is John Adias right there. Hey, John.
4: Hey, fellas, what's up? This is the perfect weather for the golf show. It is perfect because it makes you think of golf. And you can get out, and like you said, you can go take those out and go. You you know go to maybe your local driving range and go. Go test out those clubs that you bought here today. So it is the perfect time to get out to the Greater Madison Golf Show. We were just in there for a little bit. They've got, uh, you know, all the staples coming back, like that long putt, that long putting contest that they have over there uh, in the corner on the left side when you first enter. Uh, I wanted to do that. There was a long line of people for there, uh, for that. And, you know, just uh, everything going on uh, with the golf show, there's just a ton going on, and it's awesome weather to get out here today. So
3: here's uh here's the the area that I would choose to begin the show with today and that is the Twitter social media reaction after the Badgers lost last night at Michigan. And I'll remind you the same things I always do when something goes wrong for in the NFL for two or three straight weeks, we're in college basketball for two or three straight weeks, which might encompass four or five games. Where where Wisconsin basketball is concerned, All you need to do is do two things, John Otis. You need to check the calendar. And if I check the calendar correctly, today's February 17th. So check the calendar and remember where you are on the the calendar of college basketball. Number two, check to see where you are in the standings. Where right now, even with the back-to-back losses, home against Northwestern and at Michigan, and even with the concept that they haven't played their best basketball in the last three weeks or so, the Badgers are in first place in the big Ten. Now they share the spot and they did have a two game clearance on that as little as five days ago. But the problem is is that I'm watching Twitter last night and it's it's all out there. Everybody is going crazy on it. Uh, it you got people saying that the season is done. Uh, I'd love to be optimistic, but they've been bad for weeks, can't call it a slump anymore. They are who they are. I see some of that, I I get the, um, well, some of us have seen the light, expectations have been lowered a lot, exclamation point. I see that the team is there because they rely too much on Ethan Happ, he's awesome, but the rest of the bunch is lost without him, can't be fixed. And and then I'm I'm beginning to wonder, you mean you can't fix it? So I I was going back and forth with somebody, I think, in Omro last night, and I said, so you, and I put all caps, you at this point might quit. But my guess is that they won't. You know, you can go through a three- and four-game slump, and what they continue to do is they continue to work on the things. I mean, for heaven's sakes, Greg Gard is looking at things in a game, and he and Lamont Paris and Howard Moore and Joe Krabenhoff they're, they're looking at those things, and then they work on those things. And they will try to find a way to get them better. Bronson Koenig has been hurt, and then he didn't play. Nigel Hayes is a bit of an enigma. I mean, we're all going to find our, our places to point fingers of blame at. But for heaven's sakes, it is February the 17th, and it gives you opportunity to correct what's wrong, help
4: to make it right, and improve. It's not, a, I mean, it's not a big deal in the whole grand scheme of things. Now, if this continues and Bronson Koenig is out for an extended period of time and Demik tries still, you know, goes that horrible was he two for 15 it's from,
3: his first start. right his I mean, first start so, so maybe point, the emotion got him in a bad
4: shooting night in combination yeah so my point is if that kind of stuff continues okay yeah let's talk about it um but this is one game it was on the road it was dimitri trice getting his first start there's a lot of factors yeah, but, that you gotta you gotta saw, factor in and just think if trice maybe hits three more baskets let's say he's five of fifteen that potentially is a totally different outcome and we're talking about how Trice filled the role good enough to win. So this is this is not jump off the ship time. Oh,
3: many people are, and John no. said the word ship as in a ship. boat at sea. John said the
4: word ship. Ship. I was <laughs> I was uh, peak yeah, really enunciated that.
5: Yeah,
3: you need to. Uh, Jeff tweeted into me last night, you have to admit this is a bad time of year to be slumping. I still believe this team can compete, but I'm not certain. I see, I mean, there was a whole litany of them.
4: Could you make the argument this is the best time of year to be slumping? Yeah,
3: I would say this, I mean, the bad time of year to be slumping would be four weeks from now. Right. Uh, If they don't get healthy, they're done. I see that. If, um, you know, and then I see some in support, Tim tweeted at me, these fans should be glad they didn't grow up in the 70s and 80s. Um, Yeah, and I get that too. Everybody loves the Badgers. Our fans are smart and loyal. These are just the Gopher fans trolling on Wisconsin. Got one of those too. It it just went back and forth. And and listen, a lot of people are going to look at who the Badgers are today, and they're going to throw in the towel. Didn't people throw in the towel on the Green Bay Packers when they had lost four straight games this last year? I mean, people are. You know, you give up. People give up. The difference is. Is that rather than giving up, where a coaching staff and a team is concerned, they look, they, they break down all those clips, they find their failings, and then they work through it. It's not always a game-to-game fix. Sometimes it takes three, four weeks to get things to start to settle in. Um, give that the opportunity to run its course, stay the course. They will. And and honestly. The Twitter profiles that came in and, and are all, you know, if we lose, um, you know, this season is done, this team is over, they, they don't have, it, it's a heartless senior group. I saw a bunch of those. You know, they don't care. In that locker room and in that coaching office, they're not going to care what people are talking about on Twitter. Their goal, and they know a lot more about it than you do or, or we do, they'll go about the process of trying to be better the next time they walk on the court. And if you continue to do that and you do it in the right way, then maybe when it's all said and done, they're going to be exactly where you would want them to be when the NCAA tournament begins. But there are a lot of people that get angry, get frustrated about where they are, what they are, who they are in the moment. And again, it's just one of those deals where can you just let this ride a little bit?
4: Let it ride. Check the standings, check the calendar. Well, I think we could do our big two at, or excuse me, big three at three here, but I'm not sure if we have the correct. Uh technical uh, support to get that done right now so in the meantime you know the number one in our big three at three was going to be on a scale of one to ten and people can call in at eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy. 1070 that's eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy 1070 on a scale of one to ten how worried are you about badger basketball right now so where would you put that with ten being of course it's panic it's full-out panic this team's going nowhere one being just chill um where would you be on a scale of one to ten
3: I'd be a 5. I think there are th- some things to uh, to be watching for that they're not doing very well, obviously, right now. But, uh, you know, I
4: wouldn't go any higher than that. Yeah, I don't think I'd go any high. It's, it's cause for concern in the sense that it's it's cause where you should just pay attention to it. You should see, okay, now this is a two-game uh, losing streak. What happens? Because this, this is a big game on Sunday at the Coal Center against Maryland. Um, now that you're in a first place tie in the conference so it's something where if you go three in a row and then what happens after that and now obviously the Big Ten lead is gone and how are you looking heading into the Big Ten tournament and there's still a lot of basketball to be played um, but right now, it's just keep an eye on it, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is where I would be. So I'd probably put that at a five. If five is keep an eye on it.
3: Greg tweeted in last night. He said at Heller Sports, he said, lots of ugly wins in a week Big Ten conference route like crazy for them, but they just don't pass the eye test and haven't all year. So they didn't pass the eye test when they were fifth ranked in the country, I guess, huh? and had a two-game lead in the Big Ten well, five days ago.
4: To be fair, they were, I mean, it took overtime on the road at Nebraska to win, and uh, you know, you might have felt fortunate to get out of there with the W. So uh, I understand that they haven't looked like that. Cause uh, I, I just... So now uh, well, I don't do think you have they're... to win,
3: but you have to win in, in a fashion that makes you feel comfortable.
4: Before their loss at Northwestern, did you think it was a top-ten team? Well, they were ranked fifth in the country. Well, they were outside the top 16, according to the committee. So they weren't even a top 16 I, I, team, I, I, well, according to the NCAA committee, which is the one that matters.
3: It's their it's their power. It's their uh, strength of schedule that they don't have RPI top 25 wins on their docket. I don't know, John, if they were a top. I, I know what they were. They were ranked fifth or seventh in the country, depending on which poll you look
4: and at. And I'm not trying to say that if this team, you know, when this team gets to the NCAA tournament, that they're going to lose in the first or second rounds. What I'm saying is I don't think they were at their peak yet, even before the losses. I think... What? How? What did that tweet say? That this team's doing nothing come tournament time. I disagree with that a ton. If they're able to correct things and maybe get into a better flow with Trice, or if Candy comes back, Ethan Hap is a huge weapon to have come NCAA tournament time. If they can figure out, and if he can do a better job when the double team comes, Ethan Hap can destroy teams.
3: I was going back and forth with a Dale from Omro last night and he said they have been they've played poorly in it for three weeks now if they couldn't fix it by now, what makes you think they will it, it's that mentality probably more than anything that drives me flipping batty because if you haven't fixed something in three weeks then let's just walk away from it it's done it's done go for 17-18. <laughs> my goodness I, you know it's, it makes me wonder what the heck's wrong with people sometimes that they look at something and they see they they're just in the moment and they don't see that there is opportunity to work through processes you know if, if you can't fix it in 3 weeks then it, i guess it can't be fixed oh well, for heaven's sakes you know you see all of these uh, all of these overreactions and i knew it was going to happen last night i i, I, I somewhat trolled it I said, now is when Twitter opens up for overreaction and those who think the sky is falling and that okay. this team is done.
4: But, uh, and I and don't, then they
3: all came out.
4: And I don't think that's the case either. But what would you say? I'll just play the other side, like that last uh, person who tweeted at you. What would you say if I'm the guy that says, Mike? They're fortunate enough to pick up that win at Madison Square Garden against Rutgers. They were fortunate to get by Indiana by five. They beat Nebraska in overtime by one. Northwestern beat them. Michigan beat them. I mean, we're potentially talking about a team that could have lost. I know they didn't, but could have lost five out of their last six games.
3: Well, then then I would come back and say, but they didn't. I mean you you want to play that game. You can play that game as long as you ever want
4: to. So but but couldn't you Unless see Unless a team
3: is is constantly blowing other teams out of the water, you can play that game until the cows come home. And where are they by the way? The cows.
4: Do You know? I don't know. They haven't come home yet. Still looking.
3: So I, I don't like playing that game. I, and I think it's an unfair way to look at it. You can always look at situations as the glass is half empty as opposed to half full. And you, if you want to do that, go ahead. There are teams that lost to Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska opened the season with, what, back-to-back wins against Indiana and Maryland? On the road. So when Wisconsin wins an overtime game in Nebraska and somebody says, yeah, they needed overtime to beat Nebraska, well, yeah, in Lincoln. Somebody says, well, they needed overtime to win at Minnesota. Yes, at Minnesota. They, they needed help or needed uh, some things to go their way against Rutgers in a neutral site. Listen, you, you gauge them. Basketball is a funky game in this way. You can play really well and shoot it poorly, and everybody says, Oh, you played terrible. You can play poorly and shoot it well, and somebody says, well, Oh, wow, that team is great. Their view of it is going to be different than yours and mine. And I would like to let the process play. Are we disappointed that they lost at home against Northwestern and on the road at Michigan? Absolutely. Last night they played without Bronson Koenig. If I have a worry right now, by the way, it is about Nigel Hayes. Because when your other lead player is down, like Bronson Koenig was last night in street clothes, and you're a senior and you're the preseason Big Ten Player of the Year, you look at that process and you say, that guy's going to step up. He's going to carry the load. He didn't carry any of the loads. Those are the things that I would be a little bit worried about. But then again, I'm going to have enough understanding of the situation to look at the calendar, and the calendar gives me hope and opportunity that this will right itself. Eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy at the Greater Madison Golf Show. This is the Mike Heller Show. Back with you on the Mike Heller Show, spending a Friday afternoon at the Greater Madison Golf Show, right behind the uh, Dane County Coliseum, the Alliant Energy Center, as uh, we are underway. They opened the doors earlier today, and what perfect weather to think about golf. It is uh, good enough to be golfing outside, for that matter, about 60 degrees or so, and I continue to have to check the calendar. I do so on multiple fronts. I check the calendar when somebody wants to complain about who Badger basketball is right now, what they look like, where they are, that their season is over, that they played so terribly, things of that nature. Uh and, and I did this last night in uh, trying to counsel or argue however you wanted to do with those on social media saying, "Listen, you you need to do two things. You need to check the Big 10 standings and see where they are, not where the trend is, because trends are broken all the time. Trending is the direction you're going and you can you do have the ability to turn the wheel and to shift the gear to go from where the direction you're going, which right now for Wisconsin for two games has
6: been. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere. Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires.
0: Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
3: In reverse, the results of two games. Now, some will argue that it's not just the results of two games, the last two, it's also the manner of which they won the games leading into those two games. And I get that. I'm not oblivious to the idea that they have not played of their best basketball lately. I'm not oblivious to that, but uh, I'm also not going to say, "Hey, look at the loss at home against Northwestern and the loss at Michigan, and say this team cannot salvage." I'm not. I'm not in a position to even consider doing that. Uh, I'm aware of what's going on. I think this, as a fan, this is what you you should do. You should be aware of what they are and who they are. You should also be open to the idea. That who you are in the moment doesn't necessarily mean that that is who you will be two weeks of moments from now, or a month of moments from now. Now, That's just the way these things work. Last year, a year ago, when Greg Gard took over the team, that team from that moment was a totally different team that made it into the NCAA tournament and got to the second weekend of the tournament. So, totally different. When when they went to the Final Four all those years ago, the, the first time, not 2000, but When they went, well, in 2000 as well, by the way, under Dick Bennett, that was a team that wasn't going to make the tournament. There was nobody enthused about who they were with two weeks left in the Big Ten season because they weren't an NCAA tournament team in that moment. They ended up being one. A year ago, or two years ago rather, when they went into a midseason bit of a swoon in which they lost four or five games in rapid succession, that team was not the same team that made it to the Final Four. And you can change who you are and what you are. That's how that works. If you're going to just sell into the idea that because they have struggled of late and lost the last two games, that this season is now gone to hell in a handbasket, I think you have uh, put the horse ahead of the cart, or the cart ahead of the horse. How's that going? You know, put the horse ahead of the cart. That's the way it's supposed to be. But there was a, there was a point. Uh, the, the team that lost to Kentucky in the Final Four at AT&T Stadium That team at one point in the year had lost consecutive games on the road at Indiana, then home against Michigan, then they lost at Minnesota, they beat Purdue, lost to Northwestern at home, and lost to Ohio State. They lost five of six games and made it to the Final Four. And within that window of losing the five of six games, only one of them to a ranked team at the time, in that window... The same people that last night and today are talking about this team is done would also have said that that team was done. Because at that point during the Big Ten calendar, they were 4-5 and five in the conference, 4-5 and five in the Big Ten. And they weren't a team that you were, would consider that this team going to go to the Final Four. For heaven's sakes, they had lost at Indiana, home to Michigan, lost at Minnesota, beat Purdue on the road, but then lost at home against Northwestern and on the road at Ohio State. You lose five of six, that's not a team you consider to be a Final Four candidate. I mean, this team has just lost two in a row. Now, th- there have been signs uh, that they have not played good basketball prior to that, not to their standards.
4: Would the flip side of that be, though, but, yeah, that happened to the, they had plenty of time to recover, right? So that loss against Ohio State, I guess it happened That happened in February of, yeah, so it was February of that year. So I guess it's not too far They were off.
3: nine games into their conference season when yeah. they were four and five.
4: So they had a couple more weeks in this team. Listen, I'm with you. I don't think this is, I don't think, this is something to keep an eye on to me. That's about it. And I don't know how Dimitri Trice, I mean, he can't get worse than that shooting, right? You and I looked at the stats before the show earlier today, and I think, what's the final number? Two of 15 from the fourth. And one of those was a steal and a layup.
3: Steal and layup to open the second half.
4: Take that away. He's one of 14. Well, floor. that's
3: not going to happen. That's an right. anomaly. That, that's what
4: I'm saying, and that, that's my point. My point is, listen, he's not going to be that bad again. So that's one thing that I think that you can look at and say, okay, well, that's not going to happen again. But you're right, Nigel Hayes has to do better than what he did. Uh, Ethan Happ is doing his part and did his part in the first half, but if if teams are going to, to say, okay, well, Ethan Happ can't hurt us, and somebody else has to, because the second half, Ethan Happ had a total of what, like, Five points, six points, something like that? Well, he
3: had 18 like, He had 18 at halftime and finished with 22 or 24, whatever yeah. that number so, was.
4: So the point is he was kind of offensively shut down in the second half. So that's when someone like Nigel Hayes, like you were saying, Nigel Hayes has to perform at that preseason All-Big Ten uh, level that everyone expected him to be at. Now, obviously he does some things defensively that isn't really going to show up or, or you're going to notice sometimes, but offensively when they need him, they're going to need him, especially with when koenig has gone, and you don't have that scoring load. And Demetrius Christ is going two a fifteen. Then you do need someone like Nigel Hayes on the road in that situation. But my bottom line is that there's still John's bottom
3: line is here. brought to you by the Greater Madison Golf Show.
4: Hey, there we go. We got our first sponsor for the bottom line. Is that there's still a lot of time. I mean, there's still a lot of time. That's you know, relative to how you want to measure that, um, to 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 fix things or to get into a better flow and I'm 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 at like a 5 on my scale of 1 to 10.
3: If you want to weigh in on the conversation, 877-729-1070 is the phone number, 877-729-1070. We are out at the Greater Madison Golf Show on this Friday afternoon. Our, our friends in Milwaukee are online. Appleton will come aboard in about 35 minutes or so. Wausau is with us as we roll through a Friday afternoon and into a three-day weekend that is the President's Day weekend. And... Uh, the NBA All Star Game weekend, which we spent a lot of time earlier today when we guest hosted the Rich Eisen show, talking about the NBA All Star weekend. But for Badger fans, focus is on two things, right? Focus is on the Kohl Center tonight and tomorrow night. Badger hockey is at home, back to back weekends. Uh, they get Michigan uh, in this weekend, then it's four back to back weekends. They get Michigan in this weekend. They're on the road at Minnesota next, so there's focus there. And then there's focus at the Kohl Center Sunday afternoon when Maryland comes calling.
4: You know what we got to do. Tell me. We need to make an Ian's Pizza bet. Well,
3: I'm, I've, I've got it already set in my mind. Oh, what is it? What was the final score of the NBA All-Star Game a year ago? <sighs> I have no clue. 193 to... <laughs>
6: was it really? Yeah.
3: So I'll give you... The, and I'll let you set the num. Well, I'll let you pick the number that you want. I'll set the number you go over or under.
4: Are you talking The winning points? team... Okay. The we'll
3: winning team. squad, East or West, in the NBA All-Star Game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Last year's score was... Uh, well, I think it was 193. One... 196 to 173. 196? Yep. <laughs> I take. I, I will set the over-under on the East or West, the winning score, at 189.5. I'll take the under. You're going to take the under? For sure. Okay, I'm going to set the over-under at 184.5.
4: <laughs> why are you changing? Just because if I had answered that like, I'll take the over oh, mm, Yeah, now you're on to mm, me. I'll take the- 184.5. Oh, come on. Just because I- 184.5. React- I will take the under. You know, you you're gonna take the under at 184 and a half. Yes.
3: Can we lock in our Ian's Pizza bet right now? Let's do it. You're taking. Let, let me be clear now. The winning the team. winning team in Sunday's NBA All Star game. You think will score less than 100 and, 184 points or less? Yes. That's
4: what I'm going to Ian's say. Ian's
3: pizza bet has been made. Oh,
4: four and one so far, Mike. I think you're t- one in
3: one and three. One and I, three. I missed. Uh, I missed one.
4: Yeah, so four and one. So you missed one. one and three. I think you're one and three. So you'll be one and four, and I'll be five and one. That's awesome. Back on the winning track. You know, Adele ripped me off wow, last year. Oh man, week, but... the
3: winning team is going to score 185 points. There's no doubt about
4: that. Okay. What was it
3: last year? 196.
4: The uh, year before was 163 for the winners, then 163, then 143, then 152, Ooh, then 148, then 141, then 141,
3: how about then 141, How about we set the over-under at 171.5? <laughs> nope. We a made half. the bet, what? man. What are you like, talking about? We didn't about? shake hands. Oh, you stop know that.
4: It. Oh, stop it. Did we or didn't we? There's been one time it's gone over one eighty four. Did we or didn't we? Shake hands. It's a pizza bet. Let me add. Okay. But, no, we okay. didn't. No, we didn't. That's correct. We did not. Oh, stop it, Mike. How do people confirm bets in this country? Get Jimmy Cuska, J- Jimmy Cuska on the air. Jimmy, was that a pizza bet? Put Jimmy Cuska on. You the air. Be,
3: you be uh, throwing a headset. Be careful on this, Jimmy Cuska. Throwing a headset, Before Jimmy. Before you jump into this process, you be careful what you say here, because John has already admitted there was no handshake.
6: Well, I can't see if there was a handshake or not over well, the air. John has already admitted, yeah.
3: There,
4: there's
6: okay, no question so if there was no, no, hand, no handshake, is that how you normally do it with the handshake? No,
4: no. In never. this country, we've never
6: on the show for the pizza, pizza bet.
4: Never. I don't know. I think we've we never have. done that. Huh? Never, we've never had a handshake. Are you sure we've never shook we've hands never, before? We've never. No, I, I know. You and that. I have never shook hands <laughs> for a pizza bet. No, not not even one time. Not even for an. Not even a high five. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, yeah going, I'm going with
6: John here.
3: <laughs> Jimmy, you're fired.
4: Ah, now he's going to run the board. So, well, you know what's going to happen is that they're just going to. This is the trend. Last year was the trend where they're just like. You know how they usually play no defense? This is, like, yeah. really no defense. And okay, it's just basically, I'm okay with this. is going to do alley-oops.
3: I don't, and... I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need to confirm the bet like all Americans do with a handshake. I don't need, I mean, if that's the way you're going to be. I mean, you are Colombian. Uh, your ancestry is Colombian. What was your right?
4: second number that you threw out there after, once again, you had 189. I took yeah. it, and you said, no, 184. I took it, you right. said yes. And then,
3: and I, then I was you... going to say 113.5. <laughs> I'll take the over. Oh.
4: No. So that's our Ian's All pizza right. bet. So okay. I will, uh, I'll have some of that. Oh, the one with the tater tots. I still Ian's have pizza. not
3: collected on an uh, Ian's pizza bet. You know, I've not had Ian's Pizza in the studio since we've begun making Ian's Pizza bets. It's so good. Yeah, go
4: Ian brings have, in like these huge go pizzas. Go ahead,
3: have your fun with that concept. And their
4: salad was awesome too. So, you know what? If you're headed to the Badger game on Sunday, why don't you stop by Ian's Pizza?
3: Oh, it is perfect. And, and by the way, for, the for our too. for our fans that want to, uh, or even for people listening to the show who are not fans, if you'd like your opportunity to win the Ian's Pizza bet, you can go to thebig dot com or thebig dot com and sign up, register. To be a potential winner. And when you do that, on Mondays, we collect on our own personal Ian's Pizza Bets.
4: Smoked brisket and tots. That's the one I had last time. Ooh, the then
3: chip. we announce you, whoever you are, as you being the winner. I
4: kind of want the Chipotle sweet potato pizza.
3: And then the next time you come to Madison or Milwaukee, you can collect on your Ian's Pizza winnings. Tomato pesto. That's how that works. Tomato
4: pesto sounds solid. <clears throat> are you done? Maui, wowi want that too there's just a lot of great Ian pizza well so, you sorry. you've won four times right four and one
3: yeah four and one you, but you haven't won in two weeks previous high you're th- on a
4: Ian's pizza bet losing streak I am Jimmy Cuska did the math a previous high before the 196 was 163 yeah the prior, So the prior two that's seasons the
3: number we ought to work on
4: the prior two seasons
3: but listen I I, I I placed a number out there on our Ian's pizza bet on the over under at 174 and a half and I will stick with it and you accepted that that wager. That's so we're good on it. One eighty-four and a half. Yep. One seventy-four and a half. Correct. That's what we agreed on. Even
4: at one seventy-four and a half. So you
3: taking that one seventy-four and well, a half? I have because I said one eighty-four and a half.
4: So you're taking one seventy-four and a half? <laughs> Stop trying to. I'm just wondering if you would negotiate. Do the pizza bet three I'm different I'm just wondering times. if you would negotiate. You know what? I wanted my pizza bet to be something on the All Star Saturday night, like who wins the dunk contest. No, nobody cares about that. I can't you tell you. About? I can't tell you two people that are in it. I can. Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones Jr., Glenn Robinson the third or deandre jordan yeah okay. aaron gordon's gonna win would you would you have taken i'm that not bet?
3: watching that you know why i'm not watching the uh the slam dunk contest on saturday night because, because... i'll be at the cole center calling wisconsin hockey
4: oh, against you will? michigan oh okay
3: yeah brian postick is going to be on television he's a tv star oh i know he's blowing so up on tv post now. is going to switch over to the television broadcast on saturday night and i'm going to step in with ian perrin and we're going to call the uh we're going to call all of the action on radio that's what we're going to do. We're going to paint pictures, John, with our voices, and people are going to hear the game and see it in their mind's eye. Hmm. It's, the, it's the theater of radio sports broadcasting. It's theater of
4: imagination.
3: All right. Which side of that pizza bet would you take? And are you throwing in your towel on Wisconsin Badgers basketball? And I know many of you are, and you know who you are. So call. We'll have a, a very civil discourse on that conversation. We'll we'll be very good to one another back and forth. But I want to hear why you're throwing in the towel. And and we can have that conversation. 877-729-1070. Toll free, 877-729-1070. Back in a couple of minutes. From the Greater Madison Golf Show, this is the Mike Heller Show. Back with you at the Greater Madison Golf Show, the Friday edition of the Mike Heller Show. And I don't know, of all the years we've been coming out here to do this, and and there were years when I came out here to work the show, whether it was with a golf course or a golf business that I was in, I don't know that we've ever had a day at the golf show like we're going to have three this weekend. Now, the show is indoors, uh, and yet it is 60 or 61 or 62 or 91 degrees outside, whatever it is. It's really nice. And, and Jay, uh, Jay Royal joins us. He kind of runs this operation out here with the Greater Madison Golf Show, and you'll be in Milwaukee uh, a month or so down the road. I don't know if this helps or hurts. I know it, it gets people thinking about golf, right? And uh, whether they uh, make it out here, if that helps or hurts.
7: Yeah. I Well, I'd like to hope it helps. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. It certainly gets people thinking about it. So that can't hurt. And, um, you know, come on out, get some fresh air, enjoy the great weather, and You know, get yourself ready for the golf golf season.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, is inside, and John and I walked around, and and it's always awesome because so many of uh, the state's best golf courses and uh, destinations are all represented. The golf shops are represented, so you can get great deals on equipment. Uh, The the, uh, U.S. Open, the AmFam Championship at University Ridge, we, we get that influx of people for this year. This is one of the great states in the country where golf is concerned and uh and there's an appetite and it's february but there's an appetite for golf
7: yeah yeah speaking of the usga you can get your you can get a picture with a replica trophy is that right
3: oh yeah john you <laughs> should do that i mean it's probably although you've won a trophy john's not a headset but john's won he john has this little madison invitational that he invites a bunch of bad golfers that don't live here and he invites them into town and then he wins and celebrates with cigars and I mean that's what the golf business does, right? I mean, look at that's yeah, like he's got cool. his shirt on at Madison Open. I've never been invited, Jay. Uh <laughs> so so the the cool thing for those who walk in the door, you have a military um it's military day all 3 days. So yeah.
7: You're... Yeah, past and present get in for free. That's something we've always we've always offered. Something small we can do for their uh for their service. So yeah. All past and present military get in for free. And um Right now we're out of golf balls, which is good. It's been a pretty good day. But if you're the first, you know, uh, if you're within the first thousand uh, each day, you get a free set of free uh, sleeve of Wilson duos, uh, golf balls. So appreciate Wilson coming on board, helping us out with that. What are the innovations
3: that people are most excited to to see? And I know that, you know, Callaway's. everybody's always introducing new equipment. Uh, But from an innovation
2: standpoint,
6: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory
0: available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
3: I don't know if you're down at the National Golf Show or things of that nature, but what's the innovation that some people are starting to buzz about as we roll forward in golf?
7: Uh, one thing I would say is that I've noticed is, you know, the, the range finders, uh, they keep getting developed, you know, via via smaller, um, more things that it can do on top of just giving you yardage to the hole or to a you know a bunker or whatever. So, Jay, you
3: can wear the, there, there are now those that you can wear yep. clipped on the the on the bill of your cap of your golf hat. You, yep, that are range finders as far voice as voice caddy. Yard,
7: yeah, voice caddy. Whew. Yep, and also and also the um, the lesson side of it. You know it's yeah. becoming more you know they got those um they're becoming real popular now they just go they screw onto the top of your golf club, you yeah. know and it reads everything and it gives you immediate feedback you know on your right on your phone if you're sitting there on the range, so I think a lot of it's just got to do with um like everything else these days our cell phone um any sort of gadget that can give you more immediate feedback, whether you're playing or practicing. Jay, for those who haven't been out,
3: uh, we are right behind the Dane County Coliseum, uh, and this is the New Holland Pavilion. You've been out here. It's a perfect spot for it. Uh, let people know when they can come out, your hours, and, and through the weekend.
7: Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, we run from Saturday is 10 to 4. I'm sorry, 10 to 6. Sunday, 10 to 4. And tonight? Yeah, tonight we'll be going until 6 o'clock. Okay, So we've got perfect. a few more hours. Up. Yeah. Yep.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks for having us out here. We, what we can't do well enough is make the commercial breaks long enough so that John and I get to go inside. <laughs> so, Jay, I mean, if you'd like to cut your teeth and host a couple of segments, John and I could go in and, and make our way around the, what do you think? I could try. <laughs> <laughs> might cost you some, might cost you some No, we, we, <laughs> we can't afford it. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, Jay, thanks for having us out here as we continue. Uh, John's gonna put his headset on here and, uh, and John's gonna do, What we like to call uh, maybe the best segment on the show on a daily basis, and that is NFL News and Notes.
2: This is NFL News and Notes from Westwood One. Here's Tommy Tighe.
4: I don't have a fancy Tommy Tighe line. So disappointing and so expected. All right, so but first in NFL News and Notes, what do you make of this uh, Darrell Revis story? Revis was arrested. The NFL is looking into an incident in which he faces four felony charges and a misdemeanor c- claim of making terroristic threats. That's after he got into a street fight at 2.30 a.m.
3: I, I think this is also always one of those uh, situations like this are always the times where Let's let this breathe a little bit and find out more information. You wonder what the heck he's doing uh, walking um, you know, in, a, in an area that's filled with uh, nightclubs at 2.43 in the morning on a weekend night. Um, if, indeed, Darrell Revis is checking out a potential real estate investment, that real estate investment could be one of those clubs, and maybe he wants to see what kind of traffic it has at 2.30 in the morning. Now, that's the benefit of the doubt, right? So can we just... I would like to, and and in this industry, we seldom have the luxury of doing this. I would like for this to breathe a little bit before we get to the point of determining whether Darrell Revis was really involved in something that he belongs, um, you know, that he's got felony charges against him, right? So
4: so here's what we think happened, that uh, Revis was spotted on the street by a couple of people, And then somebody started to record the interaction on his cell phone, continued following Revis. I think this is actually the Revis side of things. At some point, Revis snatched the cell phone away, attempted to delete the video, and then another male, 21 years old, attempted to help the 22-year-old who was taking the original footage. Uh, Revis then tossed the phone onto the street. A verbal argument followed. A male came to assist Revis. And then at some point, both those two people that had the, the cell phone were punched and remember waking up to talk to police witnesses state the two were unconscious for about 10 minutes. So I think that also gives the Jets uh an out like hey we can we can wipe our hands of Revis and move on. Meanwhile, uh the Tony Romo story just won't go away. People are wondering what the Cowboys are going to do and here's the headline from Pro Football Talk. Cowboys would benefit from cutting Tony Romo eventually. So Romo would be cut and uh, the Cowboys are on the books to home about $25 million this season, full cap charge of 24.7 until June 1st. But that move will be made, uh, no move will be made until March 9th at the earliest. So, I mean, I totally expect to see Tony Romo on a different team next year.
3: There's nobody out there that, that we know. We talked with Peter King yesterday on the Rich Eisen Show. There's nobody out there that we've talked to or read about that has Tony Romo in a Cowboys uniform for the 2017 season. But and there's also nobody I've read or talked to that believes he'll be traded because why would you trade for him if you don't have to give anything up other than negotiating a contract?
4: Yeah, I mean you're still gonna have to pay him some some big money. Yeah. But um, yeah, but if the Cowboys the Cowboys can't afford to start taking cap hits with Tony Romo when Romo is not their quarterback and they he's not and now they know he's not their quarterback of the future too. Uh, uh, meanwhile, NFL.com put out some. NFL draft grades from this past season. Green Bay Packers, Bucky Brooks graded him. What do you think he gave the Packers rookie class of Kenny Clark, Jason Spriggs, Blake Martinez, just to name a few? A C minus. A C plus. Oh, okay. We're within a plus and minus of one another. Yeah, he says the Packers rookie class failed to make a significant impact on the roster despite the promise of several promising players. Kenny Clark played as part of the rotation but failed to deliver many splash plays from his defensive end position.
3: Yeah, and that's the issue, right, with with Kenny Clark. You don't see him as a defensive end. They're playing in a 3-4, and he's not the big body of, like, a Vince Woolfork. He's not that, you know, Gilbert Brown, you know, space eater in the middle. Um, He's a little miscast in the Packers' defensive scheme. Uh, I think Kenny Clark, who was a regular on our show throughout the year, I think Kenny Clark Um, has a solid future in the National Football League. But in playing the anchor of the 3-4 defense in Green Bay, he either needs to be bigger uh, because he's not going to get more agile and speed and become an edge rusher. So you just wonder at some level how they find that niche for him in Green Bay that takes advantage of his skill set and also, the scheme that Green Bay and Dom Capers employs.
4: New L.A. Chargers coach. Do you know who the L.A. Chargers coach is?
3: Uh, the, uh, the guy? An- Anthony Lynn? Anthony
4: Lynn, yeah. Played six years in the NFL. You know what back- they're
3: calling his uh, program down there? They're calling
4: it Sanity. Are they really? Yep. Did you just make that up, or is that a thing? I think you made that up. Yeah, cool. I didn't know if people copied the Sanity thing that would Jeremy Lin, which, by the way, was one of the coolest things to happen. You in the world loved
3: the Jeremy Lin. Oh, two weeks of Lynn sanity. It just
4: captured my attention. Oh, my I goodness. couldn't take my eyes off of of Lynn and I couldn't stop trying to find out information you are about easily Lin. distracted. Uh, anyway, uh, so Lynn sanity is what they're calling it in, in L. A. Uh, but he says that uh, we can help elevate Melvin Gordon's game. He has some upside. That he did a heck be, uh, of a job for his rookie season to his sophomore year, and I told him we can take this to another level.
3: It would be impressive because Melvin Gordon in the 2016 season was ridiculous. He was outstanding. But you can see the the physical skill set that he brings to the table is high level. I mean, it is really, really high level.
4: That's NFL news and notes.
3: And it helps that he's running with and sometimes behind Derek Watt. And by the way, we visited with Derek Watt's slightly older brother, T.J. Watt. That would be J.J. Watt's younger brother. They're both younger brothers, Derek and T.J. But we visited with T.J. earlier today on the Rich Eisen Show. We're going to bring that interview back to you. That will happen in the 5 o'clock hour. That will be heard at 5.15. It's a tonight.
4: really great interview. You're going to want to stick around and listen to 5.15 it. Central. Son. 5.15 Central, not Eastern. So it's not 6.15 Eastern in case anyone was listening.
3: James White also joined us Sweet beat the uh, Super Bowl runner-up MVP. Did they ever announce that he was the runner-up? James White, who had such an incredible Super Bowl, we had uh, him on the Rich Eisen Show today. It was a former Badger football day on the Rich Eisen Show. James White, that conversation, you'll hear that when we play it back for you at 435 on your central time digital clocks. All right, that's going to happen at 435. So we've got uh, that ground to cover. Also, we had a poll question, again, from the Rich Eisen Show. Who would your MVP be at this point? With 25 games remaining in the NBA season and at the NBA All-Star break, who would your NBA MVP be right now? So we've got that coming up for you as well. We'll give you some poll question updates on that as we continue. We roll through a golfing Friday afternoon. We're at the Greater Madison Golf Show. That's John Oddius. I'm Mike Heller. And this is the Mike Heller show?
2: They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we cut from. We let our color show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. This is the Mike Keller Show. That's how we roll. Call the show at 877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Mike Keller Show. Now, here's Mike Keller. I will get high.
3: A couple hours yet to go on this beautiful Friday afternoon. We are at the Greater Madison Golf Show, which is at the New Holland Pavilion, right behind the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Dane County Coliseum. Uh, I
4: have. It's. I, I would like to leave this hour, if you don't mind.
3: No, I, I don't mind.
4: I'll go check out okay, the Okay, so thing. here's.
3: I'll make a deal with you right oh, now on saying. the air. Yeah. You go ahead, take this hour, walk around. I'll take the whole hour. You don't need to be involved. I mean, the, the show will improve. Um, I'm just saying, uh, if you want to walk around the golf show, I'll handle this entire hour, and then the going. 5 o'clock hour, we'll reverse it. You take care of the whole show, and I'll take care of things uh, inside the, the pavilion here at the Greater Madison Golf Show. What do we how, how about that? What do we got? The
4: T.J. Watt interview in the 5 o'clock hour, yeah. in case you missed it, with, right. uh, from the Rich yeah. Eisen Show. It's Correct. A great interview.
3: Yeah, it's a good conversation with T.J. Watt. We um, John and I guest-hosted the Rich Eisen Show yesterday, today. Drew and I did it on Wednesday, then you were in yesterday after your suspension was lifted. Uh, You did the show again today, and uh, unless you're suspended again Monday, which could be. I mean, look at you. uh, Unless you're suspended, you'll be back in, and we'll do the Rich Eisen show together again on Monday. Yeah.
4: um, If they have us. You know, when we were talking to TJ, I kind of feel bad because we we always, I'm sure he's gotten it his entire life, but it's always, like at some point you always got to ask about JJ, right? Yes, and, and I don't know. I kind of felt bad. I mean, he he handled it well. It's not as if like that's all we did was say. So, what about JJ? What do you think? Is he how's he feeling?
3: I, I understand it. I lived that life. I've lived that life. How long have we done this show together?
4: Seventeen years.
3: Every time somebody comes up to me and says, "You do the Mike Keller show," I said, "Yeah." They say, "What's it like working For, with John Audius?
4: I know. I know. All the time. I, I'm sorry. It's it's got to be tough. So, but
3: it's it's what it's what, what my life has been. So I'm I'm accustomed to it. And I feel a lot like T.J. Watt in that regard. You know, one of the and he's just—it's just who he is. So he gets it.
4: One of the things, and I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this, but uh, we asked him. You know, I I think I asked him, "What's it like working out with J.J. and Derek and all the Watt brothers working out, pumping weights, music blaring?" I think that'd be like kind of fun to watch guys work out for some reason. I want to watch guys work out.
3: I I ask this question on a daily basis when I leave the show and start driving home. What is
4: wrong with you? Well, not just any guys, but like the Watt brothers. No, no, again, I guess how competitive I'm, it gets serious, and how again, much weight they're tossing I'll around. i just drop
3: right back into it. What is wrong with you? I think they should make a Watt
4: workout DVD series.
3: We did. It'll be an interesting conversation if you didn't hear it earlier today when we play that back for you at 5.15. We asked about uh, if they were in a 40 together and if they did verticals. Uh, and TJ doesn't lack for confidence, and I think his brothers would agree with him on what TJ tells us. But if you want to find out what he said, you're going to have to listen at 5.15. I'm Mike Heller. That is John Oddius. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? Today, John is not N-O-T. He is not wearing a hat. And you're in a venue in which, the, with the golf show,
4: could have worn hats hat. are common. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to, yeah, you're right. I could have worn I a mean, Your hat. hair looks pretty good today, I just John, decided to fair. style my hair today. You got a problem with that?
2: No, it looks good. Oh, on you.
4: <clears throat> Let's do the 4-4.
2: This is the Big Four at Four. The top four trending sports stories this hour. Number
4: four. All right, number four in our Big Four at Four. Draymond Green seems to be backtracking on the comments he made about Knicks owner James Dolan, basically saying about Dolan that he was, uh, how did he phrase it? Um... When he was backtracking? Yeah, but how did he phrase it the first time? I said I don't uh, know him,
1: I could never say he's a racist
4: or he has a
1: slave owner's mentality. I don't know if he has that. That's just how that situation looked to me from the outside looking in. Um, And so that came off the wrong way, and it wasn't really what I meant by it.
4: Yeah, so slave-owner mentality is what we're looking like there. And that's this is the backtracking right now that Draymond Green, that soundbite you just heard. So what do you make of the latest on the uh, Green controversy?
3: It's damage control. I don't make it a whole lot more than damage control. I think his PR people, I think those who are around him said, you've got to walk this back. You've got to walk this back. You can't leave it out there. You've got to walk it back. So I, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think Draymond Green was walking it back for spin control, damage control, and PR. And I will tell you this, not to make it any more of a story of race than what it is already, but if this were reversed, you couldn't walk it back. If this were reversed, you could not walk it back. And Draymond Green is, in my opinion, I love him as a basketball player, but in my opinion, he's he's being given too much of the benefit of the doubt in walking it back including you you have given him to a certain extent a pass on walking this back because you said well now i have a clarification i promise you john if this were rolled reversed you couldn't walk it back could not walk it back well
4: I, i'm i don't know about that but i i do know how uh, do you not know about that? i don't i'm not my point is i'm not going to comment on that what Thank i you. what i'm going to comment on is i don't agree at all with what he said when you bring up slave owner mentality I mean, you're just tossing the race card out there, and all of a sudden you're changing the the tone, the topic. Why can't it just be
6: this guy? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun.
5: Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
6: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
5: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call
0: 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
4: I doesn't like that guy. You know, so so yeah. when he brings up slave owner mentality, we go from two people not getting along to something something else. And I didn't like that he did that. But I will say I do like that, and whether or not how much of that is spin control and PR, I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's all spin control and PR, and I'm buying it. But uh I do like that. At least there's some clarification, because so often there's a soundbite, and we just go off the soundbite, and there's a three-word sentence or whatever, or a three-second soundbite, and this is this is it, and that's the bottom line, and that's the story. Well, now we, it's it's always more complex than that. It's sometimes like, okay, I said that. Now, what I would have loved to hear is I said that and I shouldn't have said that. But at least I heard I said that and this is what I meant. This is I didn't mean it like this. I meant it like that. And, I mean, I, that's not saying that you can't take it like you did or like many others have taken it. And, once again, I don't agree. And I don't think he even should have brought it up in the first place. But I, all I'm saying is I like the way that he explained himself. And that's it, at like least we took it. a step I, forward, I, I think.
3: I, I, I don't like anything about it. I don't think he absolved his uh, – I don't think he absolved himself from blame in the comments that he made earlier this week just because essentially yesterday he said that he was sorry and clarified his comments that they weren't intended to be uh, directed towards James Dolan. He wanted to be at the front end of this. I'll leave it at this, OK, because I don't, I don't want either one of us to have to spend the next two hours talking yeah, about please. race it's relations 60 degrees in the NBA. But I will, nice. leave it, I will leave it at this. His intention to begin with was to be provocatively racist. He wanted to bring race into play, and he wanted to be as provocative as he could be. When it didn't quite work out the way it should personally, he wants to walk it back. And I will say what I said off the top here, if the roles were reversed on this, you couldn't walk it back. You couldn't do it. And he's being allowed to walk it back, and I think that's, to a certain extent, a shame
4: number three number three in our big four at four and our Ian's a- pizza bet and I'm mike a- is gone <laughs> see you later mike and that's mike's bottom line all right our ian's pizza bet this week has yeah. to do with the nba all-star it game. does yeah mike, last year why don't you lay it out because yeah. you, you laid it out last hour
3: last year i think did the west win last year uh, whoever won, I think it was, I don't know, could be wrong. It was either the East or the West that won the game last, right, last year, yep. am I correct? The West,
4: the West won. The
3: West won the game, and they scored 196
4: points. 196 to 173.
3: So I set the over-under on the winning team, East or West, at 167.5 points. Stop
4: it. Why don't you tell what actually happened? You had it at 189. I said, under. And then you said, whoa, that was too fast. How about 184? I said, I'll take it under. And then you realize that the 196 was the most points ever. The next closest ever scored in an all-star game by the winning team, 163. And I'm See, not letting you take it, the 184 I back. Bet, so
3: these are the Ian's Pizza bets that I'm just going to, um, you know, just lay out there and say, okay, I'll take it. Because these are the, um, you know, all Ian's Pizza bets are important to a certain level. However, when we're talking about over-unders as opposed to, you know, the Badgers against Ohio State or the Packers and the Vikings, those bets count more for me. These bets were just sending setting out an arbitrary number. So if
4: I win, this one doesn't, doesn't count, count as, as much, much as correct. if this was Packers Vikings. Unless I pack.
3: win, then it'll count. It'll count the double.
4: Okay, so what's the number? How about this? Let's let's try to. Um,
3: oh, so you're willing to negotiate?
4: Maybe. What's the number? What's the third pizza bet that you'd be willing to take? Since we've already made two of them.
3: One seventy four and a half. The winning team will score more or less, and I'll take the over, on 174 and a half.
4: Give me 176 and a half, and we've got a pizza. Done
3: deal. Now, look at this. We're going to shake hands, and an Ian's Pizza Bet has just been agreed to. Now, You know how that happens? We did it the American way. We shook
4: hands. Yeah, we renegotiated. I I want to note that I did this just in the spirit of Ian's Pizza Bets. All right? I did this just for the whole spirit, the good of the game, the good of the, the pizza bet tradition. Okay. Well,
3: that's, that's the kind of person you are, and I'm proud of you for that.
4: I could have, and, and I, I, th- I had thought about it. I could have just stuck to my gun and said, nope, you said 184, but I thought it would be better for a pizza bet to make it a little I'll bit more I'll be
3: honest with you. I don't even remember saying 184. So 174.5. 176.5. 176.5 is man. our agreed-upon number. All right, let's do Boom. number
4: two. Number two. Uh, what's the best spot for Tony Romo to land if uh, the Cowboys do release him?
3: Uh, I would say that there, there are two front runners, in my opinion. If I, were, if I were Tony Romo's guider, if I was guiding him to the best landing spot, I would say as Tony Romo's guide dog, I would take him to the Denver Broncos or I would take him to the Houston Texans. And I think both the franchise in either one of those situations and Tony Romo, it's a win-win. Now, there's a dollar issue if you go to Houston because they've got, uh, what, $19 million tied up in – brock osweiler uh it's less of an issue in denver denver is a fit it works they're close and i think romo could win in denver and you it's paxton lynch right uh, the kid from
4: memphis They drafted um, Paxton. draft yep. yeah paxton but lynch could simeon win. was quarterback yeah, though, yeah but
3: i don't think trevor simeon is the answer either but both simeon and lynch could learn from tony romo being his backup for two years and if you if you bring in tony romo you're bringing him in for two you can't really bring him in to houston You don't have the cap space. They have already devoted all of their money
4: into a quarterback that can't win for them. Yeah, a ton of money into Brock Osweiler. Uh, Listen, I think if Tony Romo goes to the Broncos or the Texans, or really, I mean, I'll include the Chiefs on on that list too, although I don't think they'd move on from Alex Smith, but just for a two-year type of window there with Tony Romo. I think if you went to any of those teams, those teams are instant Super Bowl contenders. Now, of course, this is all under the assumption that Tony Romo holds up for an entire season, right? And that's the big gamble. that played
3: five games over the last two years.
4: That's the big gamble that any of these teams that we're talking about, if they do make a move on Romo and if the Cowboys do release him and they try to get Tony Romo and sign him, that's the big gamble that they're going to take, that Romo at 37, 38, 39 can stay healthy. So uh, if he does... Think about the Denver Broncos and the production they got out of the quarterback position. What was it, like under 60% completion percentage by Simeon, something like 18 touchdowns and 12 picks? Tony Romo could do that. He could do more than that.
3: It was equally terrible in Houston.
4: It was worse. 15 touchdowns from Osweiler and 16 interceptions.
3: Yeah, so either, either of those markets. Here are the ones that I throw away. I see no redeeming value for Chicago, for the Bears wanting and getting Tony Romo. I see no redeeming value with the New York Jets no redeeming value with the los angeles rams i don't see any of those as being fits in any way shape or form denver houston kansas city staying right in that center uh, region of the country and all three of those teams would benefit from tony romo and he would benefit from going there and yet you know the nfl sometimes doesn't make a whole lot of sense so the likelihood i think is that he's going to be in one of those three places if he's not Too bad, because I I think it would be fun to watch him play for any of those three franchises. And I'm a Tony Romo fan. I like watching him play. I think he plays hard. I think he plays the right way. I think he wants to win. He's hyper-competitive.
4: Imagine if he's all rested up and he goes to Denver. He could throw for 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and that, that Broncos team is, boom, right back to Super Bowl contender. Let's move on. Number one. Number one. Number one in our big floor at four. So, Mike, are the Badgers in trouble? Badger men's basketball lost on the road last night at Michigan. That's back to back losses for the Badgers. They were number seven, lost to Northwestern. They're now number eleven, lost to Michigan, and they've got a huge game Sunday coming up against Maryland in a tie with the Terrapins for first place in the Big Ten Conference. Scale of one to ten. Ten being you're freaking out. One being, it's it's no big deal, just chill. Where are you on your scale there as far as your worry factor for the badgers
3: within a, a, a half a point either way of five it could be four and a half could be five and a half I'm, I'm right in the four and a half to five and a half range uh there are two things i think that you need to do you need to and if you want to weigh in you can Eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy. if you've been watching them there's there's a reason to to see that something's not quite right uh bronson koenig's not playing right now and that, and that is one of the issues but look at the calendar. It's February 17th. Somebody had tweeted in to me, this is the the wrong time to be going through a slump. And I'm thinking, no, it isn't. The wrong time to go through a slump is a month from now. Now's not a bad time at all to go through a slump, especially when you built up some equity with a two-game lead in the Big Ten. Now you're tied for the Big Ten lead, but you were two games clear. You lost it uh, at home against Northwestern, lost on the road at Michigan, uh, so they're even in the Big Ten. But then I look at the calendar, and it's February the 17th. Koenig's got to get healthy. He's got a, a, a calf issue, uh, which the vet is looking at. They'll get that figured out. Bring in a veterinarian a in. Poor little guy. Poor yeah, little calf. Injured calf. Uh, so they'll take care of that part. And then you've, there are other concerns. Vito Brown looks uh, to be off <laughs> on many fronts. And Nigel Hayes has not played even close to the level that the preseason Big Ten Player of the Year needs to play for this team to have success.
4: You know, John Beeline said as much. You know, you talked about the right time after the game last night. He said, you know, the Badgers were in a position that they can rest Koenig and try to get him healthy and try to get him ready for the tournament. And you're right, you built up some equity. So there there's a little bit of a cushion there where you can take some hits and still, uh, you know, end up in the tournament. And so I agree with that part, and I probably have put it at about a 5-2 on my scale of one to ten, just because there's a lot there's a lot of season left and there's a big game, then you can right the ship against Maryland, you pick up a win against Maryland, that's a huge victory uh, at this point in the big ten season. But I want to hear too at eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy I want to hear from all these people that you heard from on twitter are you if you are worried about the Badgers and you think this is the wrong time to be going for a slump and you don't think they're going to amount to much in the tournament? I'd love to hear why eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy.
3: I, I tweeted out last night after the game ended. I said, now all the Badgers-Sucks fans are going to be on Twitter. This team is done. This team sucks. This season is over. Go ahead and overreact is what I said. and, and uh, Hashtag ridiculous. And then everybody did. They, they were going to do it whether I incited them or not. But then they all overreacted on Twitter. So I wouldn't mind hearing from a few of you that did react in your world instead of overreact. But those of you who are reacting negatively, strongly negatively, Give us a call, 877-729-1070, 877-729-1070. Back in a moment. We're at the Greater Madison Golf Show. This is the Mike Heller Show. Well, you wouldn't know it by looking at the calendar that it says February the 17th, because outside it is a ridiculously beautiful. What a great Friday afternoon. We welcome you aboard, and appropriately, we are at the Greater Madison Golf Show, where the weather inside was going to be good regardless. But a lot of people have golf on the brain right now because it's so nice outside. The Greater Madison Golf Show is open tonight until 6 o'clock, from 10 until 6 tomorrow and 10 until 4 on Sunday. And it's the New Holland Pavilion right behind the uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum, the Dane County Coliseum uh, in Madison. And it goes on, uh, it will be in Milwaukee about four weeks from now, but the weather uh, is really good right here, right now, and it's a great place to be. We've been out here many, many years uh, doing our Friday show from the Greater Madison Golf Show, so happy to be
4: back again. Well, I was just going to say, and the weather makes you start to think of golf, right? It's so beautiful out. Right now, my watch is telling me it's 60 degrees outside. Isn't that something? 60 degrees outside. If you're not thinking about golf, uh, I mean, this is a perfect weekend. Like, it doesn't... Sometimes it gets really nice. I mean, I know it hasn't gotten this nice in a long, long time, but it falls on a weekend. It's like the perfect scenario. you got to take advantage of this. you got to get on out here to the golf show, pick up some golf clubs or whatever you need now for the upcoming season, and then go outside and use them because a lot of courses around the area are are ready to go this weekend. You can go play this weekend because of the great weather we're having.
3: That's how that works, John. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, I, I didn't uh, make a note of who our uh, caller was. Thank you, Mike Pilch. Uh, Greg and Madison, thanks for calling to the program. Hello. Hey, Mike. Hey, John. How are you doing? Good. Good. What's on your mind?
9: Well, first of all, John should still be suspended for his comments about the Northwestern dunk earlier this week. <laughs> uh, I've
3: heard that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with can't.
9: you. But no, uh, I don't think it's an overreaction to just adjust your expectations and maybe accept that this team's not that good. I know they're tied for first in the Big Ten, but the Big Ten's down this year and I don't think there's anything wrong with them not being as good as we expected. I just think they don't necessarily pass the eyeball test this year.
3: Well, I, I would. here's the part I agree with. They don't pass the eyeball test over the last four or five games, even though they had won eight in a row coming into the Northwestern and then Michigan losses. Pretty um, they ugly had won eight win, in a row. though. Oh, I don't know. I always think an ugly win is, is subjective. Ugly in what regard? Winning in overtime at Nebraska. That Nebraska team has had its moments where it could play with and beat anybody. Considering yeah, that they fine. won at Maryland to open the Big Ten season at Indiana and Maryland back to back. Beat you know, Purdue. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. It's also a team that beat Purdue. So I, I'm not so certain I buy into that.
9: Like North Carolina, they got spanked by them. Lost at Creighton, which Creighton's a solid team, but. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I don't think they're necessarily as good this year as we might have thought going into the year.
3: You know, the, the first year they went to the Final Four under Bo Ryan, and they got beat by Kentucky in the national semifinal on the uh, Harrison shot.
4: Thanks for bringing that up.
3: Yep, I uh, thought I'd bring that back uh, to your attention. Um, they had lost five of six early in the Big Ten season. They dropped to four and five in the conference, nine games into the conference. They had lost five of six games. Now, if I had asked you on the tail end of losing five of the six, what kind of a team do they look like? Do you think this could be a Final Four team? To a man, everybody would say, well, not this team. They don't pass the eye test. They're not playing at a level that you would think that they could make a run to the Final Four. And they did. You know why? Because it's fluid. This isn't who they are. The Packers in the second week of November were not the same team that they were the first week of January. It changes. So I would ask you this. If Bronson Koenig is healthy, and if Nigel Hayes' style of play returns to being at a level that people gave him the preseason Big Ten Player of the Year, then do you think that this team has enough talent? If on the court at a given moment you've got Ethan Happ, Nigel Hayes, Vito Brown, Zach Showalter, and Bronson Koenig, do you think that that team, when they're firing on all cylinders, is not good enough to be a deeper NCAA tournament team? Well, I mean,
4: that's the that's the key there. And I'd like to hear more people call in 877-729-1070, 877 1070
6: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little, actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary pbl report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
8: what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission
4: I understand what the caller was saying is, yes, they were winning. It was the way that they were winning games, you know, just barely getting by on the road at Nebraska, taking overtime, getting just barely getting by Rutgers. But I'm, I'm more along the lines of thinking, okay, depending on uh, Bronson Koenig's injured calf and how that little guy comes along, um, it, it, once Bronson Koenig is, is back there and, trice has some valuable minutes of experience i think they're going to be okay i think that they're a team the one thing that i love about this team is ethan happ and i'm going to keep preaching on ethan happ and i know he's had some issues at times with with people double teaming him but i think ethan happ is the key to a a, a deep tournament run and as long as you still have him he's a guy that can dominate games and so if they can figure out a little bit better sometimes of what he's supposed to do when teams say, okay, well, we're just going to double Ethan Hap. and then maybe if Koenig comes back and he can hit some jumpers in situations like that, I think this team is going to be fine.
3: Let's uh, let's talk with Brent in Wanaki 877-729-1070. Hello, Brent.
10: Hey, guys. Uh, Mike, let me start really quick with a, a quick little personal note. Um, I was listening to the radio the other day when you – before you went to break when you gave your kind of biography of your mom. And, uh, you know, you guys live a public forum, being on the radio. Your lives are a little bit more of an open book than the rest of us. And we're fortunate as callers and regulars to get to share a lot of stuff in your guys' lives um, with each other. And I just wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, my my thoughts are with you and your family moving forward. And I wish you the best moving forward that you possibly can.
3: Thank you, Brent. Um, It's very nice. Appreciate that.
10: And uh, as far as the Badgers are concerned, um, you know I'm not at the jumping point, the boiling point yet. But you know, Mike, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to go to the, uh, kind of afraid to go to the, the, the grocery store this week and grab milk because I'm afraid I might find Mike, Nigel Hayes's face on the back of the carton. <laughs> yeah, and, i get and, you. And, and that's my concern. You know, I mean, Hap, we know what we're going to get out of him. I'm, I'm hoping Koenig can, you know, if we got to rest him a couple more days and a couple more games to get that calf you know, healthy, let's do it. But I think the success of this team is going to be a direct result of if Nigel can get back to form. We need a second person to take the pressure off of the post of Hap. When he can get on that wing to that short elbow and take that one or two power dribbles and slash to the rim, he's either going to get a bucket, he's going to get fouled, or he's going to miss the shot. And two out of those three things are productive, and he just hasn't been attacking or commanding the ball lately the last, like, seven or eight games. And I really think the success of how far they can go in a tournament is going to fall squarely on his shoulders.
3: Nigel Hayes, the uh, the last – and Brent, thank you. I appreciate your sentiments, and, and thanks for being a listener and, and being a regular caller to the program as well. Last five games for Nigel Hayes, 4 of 11 from the floor in 31 minutes against Illinois, 4 of 14 from the floor in 37 minutes against Indiana, 6 of 9 from the floor in 32 minutes against Nebraska, 5 of 11 in 36 minutes against Northwestern, but just 3 of 7 last night. Last night was the one that jumps off the page at you because you don't have Bronson Koenig. So you're looking at that and saying, okay, your other best preseason player, because Ethan Happ has usurped that by taking over that role throughout the Big Ten season so far this year. But if you look at Nigel Hayes and you say, where where would you expect to get a pickup last night, right. a lift, without Bronson Kading on the floor? And you would think that it would be Nigel Hayes. And then you look at last night, and the stat line just doesn't ring true. Nigel Hayes, as I mentioned, three of seven from the floor. So you're telling me you only found seven opportunities to get to the rim and get a shot up in a game that... You don't have Bronson Canyon going the
4: court. Right, and that's that's the biggest thing. He took it took seven shots. Now he did have a couple of blocks and a steal defensively. Um but you're right. Offensively, he he needed to do more in that game and he's not too far removed from having that great game against Nebraska hitting a big three in overtime. I think yeah, he scored 20 point, what, what 20 points in that game, so it's it's not as if like and I understand what Brent was saying there's a, a few games before that where he wasn't pr- producing much, but the Badgers were still winning, so maybe that kind of flew under the radar but
3: three times in the last seven games he has not hit double digits he had uh, nine points in the win against penn state seven points in the win against rutgers and six last night in the loss against michigan
4: yeah and uh, that almost cost cost them against rutgers too so
3: yeah so those are issues uh 877-729-1070 is the phone number back to the phones we go to this caller
7: let's go to rick and tosa
3: (laughs) hello rick and tosa how are you
10: And Mike, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. My condolences, and yes, I have been there. So, anyways, uh, Wisconsin Badger basketball. Make a shot. Shoot a better percentage. Their execution isn't bad. Need to take care of the ball a little bit better. But make a shot. Yeah, that's 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 pretty simple. Yeah, you're right. It's it's very simple. It's...
3: Basketball is a, is a funny game in that regard. I'll, I'll mention it over and over again. Uh, the layman's way to look at it is if you shoot bad, you play bad. If you shoot well, you play well. Uh, basketball coaches will tell you, even though I can't always figure it out, basketball coaches will tell you it's so much more complicated than that. It's a simple game, but the execution of it can be complicated. And when you simply try to shallow water the, the view of college basketball and say, or basketball in general and say, well, they shot it poorly, so they played poorly. Sometimes you can do all of the things right and shoot it poorly, and people say, hey, they played bad. Well, no, they didn't play bad. They didn't make shots. And you have to have shot makers. Uh, and, and on a given night, that's the, the ridiculousness of the game, that on a given night you can have lots of good shots and not make them
4: Well, and here's the other thing, too. So they had, what, two players, I want to say, in double-figure scoring. Now, Hap had 22. Was it Iverson who was the other guy? Yeah. I'm pulling up the stats right now. Okay, yeah, so those two guys were combined 15 of 20 from the floor. So we talk about play better, shoot better. Well, two of those guys were doing everything they could. The problem was Demetric Trice missed 13 shots.
3: He's a true freshman, and he was gonna, and he got his first start. In Took college the most shots of
4: anybody last night. last night.
3: And some of those were uh, desperation shots near the end of the game. But yes, yeah, any and player his, in the game. Of his two makes, one was off an early second half steal and and run out layup. Mm-hmm. So other than that, he was one of fourteen, and it's just, and that's not going to happen. It was just one of those nights. One quick call here before we take the break.
4: Duke in Milwaukee.
3: Hi, Duke. How are you? Hello, fellas. Hey,
9: you know, I really like Greg Gard. I think he's had a problem the last five games or so figuring out who to use and when to use. You know, for a while there he thought Pritzel was going to be the new guy off the bench. Last night he didn't play. Hill didn't play for two games. He only played two minutes one game, then didn't play, then had to play last night. Now, last night the freshman takes 15 shots and makes two. He should have been out of the game before that. That, that really cost them. He wasn't ready for that moment, and that was pretty obvious. In, in the past, the first two years Nigel Hayes played for Wisconsin, they would clear out a lot for him. He would get the ball on the wing, and he would go one-on-one, and he would go to the basket, and he excelled at that. Where did that go? I don't see that anymore, and that's what he does best. I, I can't figure that out.
4: Well, I, I will say one thing about Hayes, and maybe the first two years, and you commented and you commented on Hayes. Remember who else was on that team? I mean, a lot of attention was given to a couple of other guys. Yeah, but the Kaminsky, name of Frank Kaminsky and Sam Kaminsky Decker, and Decker took a lot of the pressure away. Yeah, so, I mean, now more of that focus is on Nigel Hayes. So maybe that has to factor into what the caller was asking about.
3: We'll get a quick break here and then back to more of your phone calls. 877-729-1070, 877 729 And you'll hear from James White, the former Badger running back, Super Bowl superstar joined us earlier today on the Rich Eisen Show. You'll hear the conversation with James White. Coming up next from the Greater Madison Golf Show, this is the Mike Heller Show. Earlier today we had a chance to guest host on the Rich Eisen show and when we did that we uh, you know one of the cool things in doing that sometimes we get some pretty good guests and one of the guys we got today was the Super Bowl superstar James White joined us earlier today on the Rich Eisen show. Let's welcome in James White who was my MVP in Super Bowl 51. Now in part because he had a great day but also in part because he's a former Badger. So I've interviewed him many times so I kind of feel like hey we're we're friends. Uh, we're, we're lifelong friends, even if he doesn't. Hey, James, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? So, who is? I'm good. Thank you for caring enough to ask. Who is the most valuable player in the NBA to this point? And I have no idea if you even pay attention. You got a little free time now, but you didn't have a whole lot of free time until about ten days ago.
1: Uh, it's tough. Um, I'd probably say either either uh, Westbrook or James Harden. But, uh man, it's tough. James, you to got a vote.
3: Enough. You got Yeah, he went Harden. You see what he did there? Mm-hmm. He went James Harden. John, mm-hmm. he agrees with me. So we got that cleared up. Uh, do you have the keys to the truck that Conan gave you? Not yet. I don't. <laughs> what is what is the delay? What's going on? Give us the update. What's going on with the truck you got on late night?
1: Oh, uh, just still working out all the details and whatnot because so i probably get it when I go back up to Boston.
3: Have you done more interviews in the last 12 days than you had done previous to that in your entire life?
1: No. <laughs> I've done a lot of interviews in my entire life. Okay, I can't say that, but I've done quite a few interviews. So, uh, prior a lot more than in the whole season probably.
4: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well now that we're removed from that, um, what's it like now for you as far as, you know, just kind of digesting that whole Super Bowl and what happened? What's it like what's life like for James White right now?
1: Oh, I'm just relaxed for a couple of days, running run a little bit, um, let's get back to training next week. Um it's uh off season has already started for most guys, so definitely have to stay in shape and come back ready to go.
3: James, uh, we were there in Indianapolis when you had a day. I don't know if many people are going to remember this, but in a Big Ten championship game playing for Wisconsin, you had 109 yards rushing, four touchdowns. You threw for a touchdown in a Wisconsin win over Nebraska. Prior to the Super Bowl, would that have been the best day you've ever had on the football field? Uh, I don't know. Well, that's a pretty good day. I don't know. Yeah, that
1: was really good. That was a lot of fun. Me, Melvin, and Monty all had pretty big games. That, that was a fun, fun little deal. Uh, I don't know. Nothing, nothing can really compare to the Super Bowl, I guess.
4: <laughs> have you had a chance to watch the game? I don't know if you do that. I'm sure you've seen the highlights, but have you watched the game?
1: Uh, no, I, I've seen like little little clips and stuff of it, but I haven't sat, sat here and watched the whole thing. I, I have to do that one of these days. Uh, it would just be pretty cool to watch it and, and see how we pull that off.
3: Now, when you scored the game-winning touchdown in overtime, James White joining us here on the Rich Eisen show. After you scored that game-winning touchdown, how soon was it that you realized that you had made a big mistake in leaving the ball on the goal line after you went to celebrate? When did you first realize, dang, I lost, I I left the ball.
1: Um. <laughs> I don't even know when I realized. Uh, probably, probably when I got on the podium or something like I was like, "Man, I should get that ball," but uh, but uh, they, pro- they probably would have took it from me anyway. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, never going to make it, really in, it, 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 it. It's not going to yeah. make it into your home. It's not going to be on your
4: mantle, is it? It's it's a little. No. It's club property.
1: Yeah, I'm not
4: getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? Two-time Super Bowl champ.
1: No, honestly can't. Never would have imagined. Um Just extremely blessed to have the opportunity. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy it and uh, just work hard and, and enjoy being in the NFL. There's a lot of guys that you know would love to have this opportunity, so I just want—I don't want to take it for granted and uh, just have fun with it
3: yeah and i i think in knowing you a little bit you've not taken anything for granted when you played at st thomas aquinas in fort lauderdale and, and chose to come to wisconsin you weren't offered a ton you were offered at clemson michigan state south florida i think those were among the final choices why a kid from fort lauderdale why did you choose to come play at wisconsin and how much has that benefited you in your time with the new england patriots
1: um well two of my high school teammates uh Went up to Wisconsin year before me, um, and that was pretty cool with them. So I, I took a visit up there. Um, I saw they ran the football a whole lot. They ran a pro style offense. You know, that's that's what I wanted to get into. Um, that, that was a big factor for me. I didn't want to play in the spread offense. Um, and I think it prepared me very well for for the next level, um, I, which I had to do a lot of things at Wisconsin. Uh, me and Melvin and Monty being on the field at the same time, uh, throwing passes to me, like a wide receiver stuff, just catching my little bubble screens. Not, not as much as I do with the Patriots, but starting started to do a little bit, so I think that helped me pretty well, just learn all the formation. So, learning where the receivers line up and things like that uh, really helped me.
3: Talking with James White uh, of the New England Patriots Super Bowl hero in Super Bowl 51, joining us on the Rich Eisen Show. Just think of this now, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Obviously, in college, you played with Melvin Gordon and Monte Ball. Uh, in the NFL, you're playing with Garrett Blunt in, in your backfield. In high school, Giovanni Bernard was there. How much of playing with those different style runners and all very talented in their own right, how much has that helped you in, in your style and the things that you've done in the NFL? I've
1: got to learn a lot from a lot of different people. I've got to watch a lot of different good backs. Um got to compete with them each and every day and then made myself a better player and made them better players. Um, I enjoy having other good backs in the backfield with me. It makes the offense even more explosive, gives the defense more things to worry about. um, I mean, it keeps keeps guys fresh too as well.
3: There's been a lot of conversation about how long Tom Brady will play. He's talked about wanting to play until he's 45. Now, that's a position that allows for that opportunity. But I, I imagine uh, you see him with that ability. I think when he sets his mind to something, that, that he can do that. Do you doubt that he could play for another five years?
1: No, I don't doubt it. Um, he works extremely hard in his craft. He takes care of himself. He takes care of himself. He's the right thing. So, um, I
0: mean, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
8: where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It does
1: everything the right way, so I would not be surprised.
8: <laughs> <At> yeah, <all.
3: laughs> James. There's there's a little bit of question, maybe a little bit of controversy. I don't want to drag you into it, but when when the team goes to the White House, will you go?
1: I haven't decided yet. Um, I've just been enjoying this whole process. It's uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Just been just been enjoying this. I'll decide on that later. Today. But it doesn't for a while.
3: And, and final thought here. You you said that uh, that you would just take the the two weeks off. You're going to get back to work next week. And uh, what is it that James White needs to work on? What's your future bring to the New England Patriots and for yourself?
1: I mean, I, I always want to work on everything. Um, things I'm good at, things that I'm bad at. I just want to work on being a good overall football player. So I mean, whatever the coaches ask me to do, I can go out there and execute it. Um, I like to just work on weaknesses. I uh, work on strengths to uh, to sharpen up on everything, become uh, a uh, better overall
4: football player. Hey, what what happened to Tom Brady's jersey?
1: No, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Your, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs>
4: haven't found that thing yet.
3: I think they'll get it back.
1: Nah, who knows?
3: Hey, James, no. it's, uh, it's fun to visit with you. Uh, congratulations on your success. Uh, it was fun watching you at the University of Wisconsin and having a chance to visit with you throughout those years and uh, continued great success. Uh, I know from this part of the country, we're all proud of you, and uh, congratulations on uh, your second Super Bowl title and, and your game against the Atlanta Falcons is one for the ages. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's James White. And then right after that, I think he went back to, to back to taking a, a, another nap.
4: He Went back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows?
3: Yeah, Who James. Knows? James has always been. You know, I talked to him uh, so many times after games, and he was always one of the guys front and center because he had a great career at Wisconsin. Uh, but he was always one of the guys that you know was in front of a microphone. But he was never a guy with a lot of words. You know, he's he's soft spoken. Uh, he doesn't do it. He didn't do a ton of interviews, you know, other than post-game stuff. Uh, but in in any
4: case, no, I'm glad he was joined the show. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome.
3: And it he's done cool. a lot of these things, and I think he did very good on Conan. Uh, you know, and and you got the you got a truck there, but we don't know he hasn't got the keys yet, so that yeah, yeah. stuff hadn't been worked out. But uh, he's been in front of the media a lot since uh, having the extraordinary Super Bowl, and uh, also coming up in the five o'clock hour when we were guest hosting the Rich Eisen show earlier today. We had in T.J. Watt. Uh, He is going to be an early second-round draft choice or late first. And a really interesting conversation with T.J. Watt that you will hear right here in about 20 minutes or so.
4: About 20 minutes or so, yeah.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, in saying that, you shouldn't go anywhere between now and then. I mean, keep the car turned on. Take another spin around. It's a beautiful day. Roll down the windows. Drive around. Look at the sights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you should do.
4: And coming up in the big five at five. One of the most bizarre technical fouls you'll ever see, or ever hear about, I guess I could say. Yeah, That's, because we're, we're going to show you show. on the radio. Yeah, yeah, because you can't see, because this is radio.
3: Theater of the mind, will paint yeah. the picture. Yeah, so
4: I'll tell you about one of the most bizarre technicals I guess I've ever heard of, and uh, plus your reaction to Badger basketball. That's coming up, plus T.J. Watt. It's a 5 o'clock hour. I don't know why you'd leave. Yeah, where
3: are you going to go? It's 5 o'clock, uh, almost 5 o'clock on a Friday. It's not like uh, there's a bar open calling your name and a fish fry uh, waiting for you. But at but least wait until you the, hear about the technical yeah, foul. Yeah, wait until you hear about it because John and I disagree because I think you earned it. I think you earned the technical foul. I and John's you're John's on our year crate, yeah. All right, so we'll get into that conversation in just a few minutes. We are at the Greater Madison Golf Show, and we're happy you're along with us. This is the Mike Heller Show.
2: They're the end crowd. We're the other ones It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from We let our colors show Where the numbers ain't We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint That's who we are This is the Mike Keller Show That's how we roll Call the show at 877-729-1070 The outsider Send a tweet at Mike Keller Show The Now, here's Mike Keller I will get-
3: So we get into the quitting time hour, the five o'clock hour, this Friday uh, show on the Mike Heller show. We are the Greater Madison Golf Show. As we, uh, they'll be open here tonight with the doors open until six o'clock, and then ten until six tomorrow, ten until four on Sunday. The Greater Madison Golf Show. I know where we've got listeners throughout the state and on iHeartRadio Radio across the country. Uh, but this is uh, this always gets you thinking golf, and the weather outside gets you thinking golf. So then, there's a great place to be if you're in the area. All weekend long. It's right behind the Dane County Coliseum uh, in the New Holland Pavilion. And it's $8 ahead to get in. If you're active or former military, you get in for free. And that goes on all weekend long. Good place to come out and visit. Badgers uh, for basketball. Don't play till Sunday against Maryland. Badger Hockey Home, 8 o'clock tonight at the Kohl Center, 7 o'clock tomorrow night at the Kohl Center. So there's good stuff going on. NBA All-Star Weekend with the Bucks, Giannis Adetokounmpo in the starting lineup for the Eastern Conference on Sunday in New Orleans, it is All-Star Saturday tomorrow with the three-point shootout, the dunk competition, all the other fun stuff going on there. So that's the the coverage focus as you enter into the weekend. I'm Mike Heller, joined by John Adias. Hey, John.
4: Hey, fellas, what's up? I think this weather will have people heading out to the golf show. You might think it would do the opposite, but I think what happens is you get outside, you hear about the golf show here in Madison, you go, oh, it's really nice out. It'd be a perfect time to go swing the clubs yeah. outside. I'm gonna go pick something up.
3: And I, and I wonder when the weather gets like this uh, in the middle of February, what your plans are, because there are a lot of trails that uh, that have just a little snow remaining on them. There are roads that are clear. I imagine there's a fair number of people who like to get out on bikes, um, who are gonna do that for the first time in a long time. You gotta do something. And they're gonna put those bikes away at some point next week when the weather, you know, changes back to February. Uh, but for those who like to run, and, and I'm one of those, Carrie and I will get out uh, at least once or twice this weekend. And we're running anyway, but it sure is nice to run with shorts and even a short sleeve
4: shirt and not wear gloves and a stocking cap and bundle up with To do something this weekend. Man. That's what, I mean, you can't stay inside and watch Netflix. You have to be outside Wait, doing what? something. Really? No, this is a, you. I have banned that from this weekend. You cannot do that. Here, I have another idea, I'm gonna though. Go, I'm going to grill. You're going to, well, you can grill all the time. Uh, no, I mean, you t- you like to grill outside when it's 20 degrees? I, I know some people do. Yeah. I don't.
3: The Traeger, uh, by the way, is good in all
6: weather, John.
4: Right. I mean, sure, you can grill outside. I know you can. I just, it's it's grilling weather. When it's nice and you can relax and be outside with the grill, I like that more than just, like, grilling it, it while It might it's be cold.
3: time for Avi to learn how to ride a bike without the training wheels. Ooh, she is, she's behind be little, on the bike riding stuff.
4: A little, a little, little stuff. early on that front. Yeah, she doesn't do well with that yet.
10: Yeah. Well, the three-wheelers we'll are
4: good.
3: We'll
10: work out but it. you're
4: still riding a three-wheeler and
3: yep.
10: you're what are you? John? That's I. Right. You're old. Thirty-something. All
3: right. Uh it, it's that's John. He's not wearing a hat. I'm Mike. Uh, I think Casey is now working on it. listen, we we just go through producers and board ops like they're uh, like there's nobody's business. Yeah. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> From Jimmy uh, to Casey. Sh- yeah, should we uh should we do the thing that we do when we do that? Let's do
2: the big five at five. This is the big five at five. The top five trending sports stories this hour. Number five.
4: This is very odd. Now, you can go check it out on our Twitter feeds, at the Big 1070, at the Big 920. It's the weirdest technical foul I think I've seen. Now, let's set this up. There's a high school kid, and I'm guessing this is high school basketball, right? It is. And he's dribbling the basketball. He and is. And he's putting on a little bit of a dribbling exhibition. kinda. No, on. on he's literally finished. On his tiptoes, doing that thing, crossing over. He passes off to his right. They give it back, and somebody in the, in the stand said, dance for him. And he gets the ball back, and he starts dribbling and dancing, like, from his right to his left, a little shimmy, and then he takes off, like, toward the cup. And they they stop playing. They're like, nope, technical foul. It's the weird, the crowd starts booing. That didn't deserve a technical foul. If you want to see what we're talking about, once again, I'll retweet it at John Audius Radio if that's easier for you.
3: There are things that we don't know about the technical foul. Now, the, the, the kid who tweets it out is the kid that gets the technical foul. I don't know if you noticed that, John. The kid who tweeted out the video, he said, Our Kent County High School basketball team went 16-0 this year in the north. Ref gave me a tech for dancing because we was up by too much, LOL. I'm still recovering from my heel spur in his tweet. That's the kid, number 11, in the white uniform. And so he said that the ref gave him a tech because they were up by too much, and he's showboating. Listen, if I'm the referee and maybe I said something to him already, said, listen, you, you that's need I think
4: that's a different story. If he said, guys, we gotta But if they're John, if they're up by fifty points and he's that doing is, that okay,
3: yeah. let's just say okay, so they're up um, by twenty. I'm a hypothetical you're okay, here. Fine. There's four minutes left in the game and they're up by thirty five points. And he's doing this on dribble. I'm putting a T on him too. I'm not. You're ridiculous. So, I do not want you refereeing my basketball if, if you're it, refereeing the basketball game, I might get
4: kicked out. What if they go on a fast break and somebody does a 360 dunk in a windmill? Hey, no, 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 that's too flashy for the score and time. Just go and lay it in. So so his dribbling you know, just, exhibition was too fancy. What happens if the kid tries to swipe at it while he's kind of shimmy? By the way, he does the shimmy for maybe one second. I mean, he was doing a little hot sauce before that. But maybe the the, the thing that got him the technical was maybe one second time in here. Time here. he starts. He'll get it back and he'll start the the shimmy here. So 1,001, thousand one, 000, one thousand, and then he's done. So anyway, the player had is, done three different versions of the same kind <laughs> of a style. What if the defender swipes at the ball, misses, and he goes right by him? What if that's part of the that's oh, part you, of the you thing? You got to knock it off, John. I, I think mean, it's seriously, the most what, what, what ends up having ever. to happen
3: is people need to look at this. I'll retweet it out too for those who haven't seen it. So I'll tweet it out right now. It's at Heller Sports. That's John Audius Radio. So at Heller Sports, <laughs> go ahead and take a look at this if you're uh, in front of a computer or looking at your phone. Go ahead and take a look at this, and you tell me that that's not worthy. Okay, so also, we don't know, but let's just say they're up by 35 points or more because the, referee said he, the kid said, ref gave me a technical because we were up by too much when I did this. And so I would assume that we're in that vicinity, that range, later in the game, up by 30-plus points. And you're telling me you're looking at that in that scenario, and you're saying he's not showboating. It's, he's not making fun of his opponent by doing it. It's bringing I, attention to me. I hey, look at me. We're killing
4: that other team, so I'm gonna dance with the basketball on the court. And, and you know what? It's it's a risky proposition too, because number one, he could get it stolen, right? By by John, doing if they it.
3: lead by 35 points, what's the difference if he gets it stolen? Doesn't he's matter. He's just bringing it. Att- he is. He it doesn't is taunting, matter, John. In in high school sports, you cannot taunt.
4: But this is In high is school different. sports, you there, cannot taunt. I think there's he a difference. Taunting. I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference. If you taunt off a dunk and you stare at somebody, or you shoot a three and you start doing a dance or something like you're that, you're gonna get a T. But this is within the game. He has possession you of are, the ball. You are. You are honestly. I'm this embarrassed for you. This isn't a post play. Um, oh I am embarrassed for you. No, I, I don't I think it's the no, weirdest tea and I think it's it unfair. Is the most
3: warranted technical foul uh, for
4: for <laughs> in the uh, history of for basketball.
3: taunting the, if, if you don't look at this and say this kid is taunting No, he's not. You're ridiculous. No. You, honestly. He's showboating a little bit. I'm going to suspend you. But for, at the same for the weekend shows that we're doing, you're suspended.
4: <laughs> Good. But at the same time, I know he's showboating, and I'll admit that. But at the same time, the play is continuing. It could work against John, him or it could be part of a basketball play.
3: I'll say it one more time, just because you haven't heard me the first 13 times I said it. When you say he's showboating, that's a technical foul, because showboating is not allowed well, then, in high
4: school sports. Well, then no 360 ducks? because that's a little too flashy for my liking. You're being ridiculous and you know it. No, no, uh acrobatic And if you don't know, shame on you. No acrobatic layups? You know you can't Seriously. do you that. Seriously.
3: Uh, okay, listen. Instapoll, we need a phone a couple of phone calls on this 877-729-1070. I think Dan has called the program. Dan, can you set John straight? I mean, I'll help you, but you need to set John straight on this.
9: Well, that's the easiest argument ever. I'm with you, Mike. John, it doesn't matter that they're in the field of play. In football, I think if you're running down the sideline and you point at somebody, they'll throw a flag. You're going to get a flag. For-
4: but here's the difference, I think,
3: with that. you got to stop. You're just you're just hurting your own argument. No. Whatever you're going to say here, it's going to hurt yourself.
4: Because during that play, you're obviously you're making that move, and it doesn't. And it doesn't help you do anything, right? So that move that the basketball player is making could possibly help him score oh, a basket. The move when you're goodness. when you're all alone and you're doing that, that is directed at the other team. This right here, this little shimmy is a distraction. And guess what happens after you get distracted? Boom, I go right by you.
3: Joe texted at me. He said, you are right. John is oh, a dork. Oh, stop it, Joe. And he said, John is a dork. Let me see it. Right there. What does he say? He spelled your name wrong, but he called you a dork. Oh, you're a dork, Joe. Hey, 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 hey. What? He what? You don't know dork? him? Yeah, but you're proving it. <laughs> no. You don't even know him. He hasn't done anything to warrant okay, that from so you. Okay,
4: so I lost the Insta poll, Two zip. Whatever. Yeah, you did. Let's move on then. All right.
2: Number 4.
4: Number four in our big five at five, NBA All-Star Weekend. What's your favorite part of NBA All-Star Weekend?
3: Oh, Spencer, are you kidding me? Spencer tweeted in your favor. Thank you, Spencer. Spencer, I have lost a great deal of respect for you. And I had some. I mean, I don't know how much, but I had a little. uh, Well, once I thought I might have some respect for you, Spencer.
4: But whatever it was is now gone forever and ever yeah, if you agree with me, tweet out John Audius Radio. if you don't, I don't want to read those because I wanted to make it sound like more people agree with me. So you can tweet out John Audius radio like Big E
3: did. also tweets at me and says John is absolutely right. Big E, you're suspended.
4: Yes, I've battled back to a tie at least. Well uh,
3: let's ask Tyler what he thinks eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy Hello
2: Tyler. I think my question will you'll be able to figure out what side I'm on.
10: Do you think slapping the floor deserves a technical? No. What about um, when I played high school ball? I played have you with, seen the uh, video? Blower, have, ha, hold on. Have you, have, have you seen the video? Yes.
3: And and so, rather than beat around the bush, what what's your opinion of it? He doesn't deserve a T for that. Oh, are you kidding me? What if <laughs> it, what if the score is
4: seventy three
3: to thirty three?
4: The score is irrelevant. Whether
3: a, tech, a no, it is not irrelevant. It is no, a little it
4: irrelevant at some level.
3: What's he doing? Is he showboating? Is he showing off? Is he bringing attention to himself? Is he taunting? Is he doing yeah. any of those things? Because all of those things in high school sports warrants a technical foul or an unsportsmanlike, con- unsportsman-like conduct in football.
4: I think taunting so it's more... It's from high school and college then,
10: Correct.
3: Not really. In college, the, the same rules essentially apply. If you taunt before you get into the end zone, you're going to get flagged and the ball will be spotted 15 yards behind the infraction. Then what is Duke doing when they slap the
6: floor before they come up? The, Who is? They- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
5: A laundry? Oh, a book club.
8: Computer solitaire, huh?
6: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
8: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission.
3: That is for themselves. We are going to play hard defense. He's on showing up the other team. What? No, That's what? Taking uh, attention invitation? away from the other it's, team. It's totally individual. It <laughs> no, has I,
4: nothing I, to do with the other team. Well, I, I get what he's trying to say, though. I mean, I don't I don't know if I exactly agree with the floor slap is equivalent to that. But I guess I'll say with the, the taunting thing, I mean, uh, thanks for the call, Tyler. Uh, the, the taunting thing, like in another sport, when you're talking about um, uh, uh, in football where you're running away. Okay, so what in football, what happens if you – what if – A running back would take the handoff, do a little dance in the backfield, and then try to juke out a defender. Is that taunting because he did it while a play was trying? Well, defenders were by him, or is it taunting because he's away from defenders and about to score? You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm trying to say here?
3: So I guess, I guess the point I'm trying to get at here is you say the time and, and place, the score of the game, the time of the game is irrelevant, and I think you're just flat out wrong that it's irrelevant. If this happens on the opening possession of the game, it's different at 0-0 than it would be if it's 83-33 well, to yeah. 33, I'm not sure. with I, five minutes left in the game.
4: I'm not ready to address that, whether or not I feel like that. Oh, you want to ignore no, that part. No, so, I want to look so at convenient just
3: convenient stri- conversation well, for straight you today. Up, is
4: that a technical foul? Is that an act that warrants a technical foul?
3: Uh, again, circumstance comes into no play. No matter where it comes into the game.
4: So no, you're say- I'm telling you the time and space. But, but this- all these other examples you give me with Taunting, it doesn't matter the score. All these other examples in other sports that you've given me, it doesn't matter if it's 0-0 zero, zero, or 50 nothing.
3: I'm looking at that video, and the first time I saw it, I go, what was he doing? And then as I watch, I'm going, yeah. It, now, right, so this doesn't happen in a vacuum. This happens in time and space of the game. You know, the referee is aware of the time, the score, the scenario in which it happens. And that does matter. If that player had done it in a 0-0 game, if I'm the referee, I might say to him, you know, we need, we need to hold down those antics because I think that is taunting and showing up your opponent. If you're doing it for the express consent of trying to, which is what, what how we close broadcast, the broadcast now? Um, if you're doing it for the express purpose of trying to create – a lane, a passing lane, a space, a drive to the rim in a zero-zero game. I might still say, hey,
4: uh, let's not make a habit of that. And I would say, hey, you're crazy. This is this is how I this is how I play. Leave Nobody plays like that, John. I'd say, well, guess what? I'm one in a million. You are, I am an original. And then I give you a T for talking back to me. And week. I'd say, whatever, and then I'd and shove I'd you. And i kick you
3: out of the gym and that you're you get suspended a fight.
4: for playing the <laughs> history of the
3: rest of your uh, life.
4: But my answer is uh, All-Star Saturday night in the dunk contest. Oh, well, there was a question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite part of All-Star weekend? Oh, uh, man. Are you more excited Number for All-Star three. Saturday? <laughs> Thank you, Casey. That's okay. What's next? Uh dunk contest for me uh number three in our big three at three and you can still call in by the way if you have seen the video we're talking about uh our ian's pizza bet has to do with the nba all-star game mike i have been fair to the whole concept of our pizza bets and i thought it'd be a little bit more appropriate if i brought down the over under on the winning score for the all-star game
3: yeah it it, it, last year i think uh, the western conference won the game by scoring 196 points yes so I set the – originally I set the over-under for the winning team at 154. You balked at that. So then we've gone up and set it at 174.5
4: points. John 176
3: took, and a 176.5. John took the under. I have the over. The winning team will score 177 points or more. That is our Ian's Pizza bet. I'm on the over side. John's on the under side. And if they score a half point and it finishes at 176
4: and a half, we we tie. Yeah, no one gets pizza, but Correct. you can get pizza, and we'll tell, uh, We'll find out who wins on Monday, but you can sign up at thebig920.com or thebig1070.com, and somebody is going to win Ian's pizza. By
3: the way, we're going to keep um, harkening back to this. Big E tweets in at Heller Sports. He said, "John made the right distinction. It is a distraction, maybe unsportsmanlike, but not a taunt." Well, Big E, if it is unsportsmanlike, it is due a technical foul. We're talking about high school sports here. If it is unsportsmanlike, it is worthy of a technical. And Big E says it's unsportsmanlike, is it, but it, he draws the distinction between being unsportsmanlike and not being a taunt. And I don't know how it could be one and not the other.
4: Was it a technical? Remember that play back in the day? Don't, I don't try even, and make no, examples no, 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 no. here. Yeah, remember when uh, a high school team, somebody got down on all fours and barked like a dog? Do you remember that? Yeah, they, Distracted uh, on, everybody. An on an inbound play. They're like, yeah, what's yep. that guy barking like a dog for? And then, boom, inbound score. That's a, That should be a technical, right, in your book? Again,
10: time
3: and score. Ah, Stop with well, this why fabric time ta- Why does time, time and stage? score not count? Well, because you, you had an issue Sunday, John Audius, that Northwestern dunked in the final five seconds of the game. Right. What if that would have happened with 15 minutes and five seconds left in the game? Is that an issue for you? Well, come on, so Mike. Why we're talking time, about a John, rule so why applied time to score, an and unru- score.
4: We're talking rules applied to unwritten question. rules. Time and score it's applies. It's not the same thing. It's time not and, the same thing. Time and score applies in the conversation. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. One's a, a rule, and one's an unwritten rule. So I, I, we can't compare those. I will not compare those. I will not fall into that trap. Number, what are we in? Let's go to number two.
3: Number two. Eric's wrong on Twitter too Eric said John is right Heller is wrong so Eric you're wrong loser I gotta start I, I don't mean lo- I don't mean Eric you're a loser I mean you're on the losing side of the argument that's the loser mentality right there losing side of the argument uh,
4: by the way more just people sort of now fine. are agreeing with me I just want to make sure everybody knows that uh, number two in our big five at five what's the best landing spot for Tony Romo a lot of talk about Romo and what the Cowboys are going to do with him this upcoming uh, offseason.
3: Well, I think the best landing spot for Tony Romo is going to be the Denver Broncos or the Houston Texans. And I think one of those two is going to be the landing spot. I would think that both allows Tony Romo and the franchise. It's a win-win. If Tony Romo goes to Denver, Denver is going to have every chance to be in the AFC championship game. If Tony Romo goes to Houston, they, they were already in the AFC divisional round. They're going to have every chance to be in the AFC championship game opposite of the New England Patriots. I don't buy Tony Romo going to Chicago. I don't believe that affords him the opportunity to win in his window of opportunity. Going to the L.A. Rams doesn't afford him the opportunity to win. Going to the New York Jets doesn't afford him the opportunity to win. Denver could win, just like they did with Peyton Manning. They could win by bringing in Tony Romo. Houston could win by bringing in Tony Romo. Their problem is that they've already committed uh, $195,000 million to Brock mm-hmm. Osweiler. Yep. But they're on the hook for, I think it's $19 million on their cap hit next year on Osweiler. So you can't very well bring in Romo and be on the hook for $37 million to two quarterbacks and still be competitive. Can't Can they, do it.
4: Couldn't they restructure <laughs> You'd have to find
3: a way to restructure. But Osweiler's not
4: going to restructure. Who, why would Osweiler restructure? I don't know. They, they could, I don't know. It seems like, I'm not smart enough to figure that out, but it seems like they could restructure. I think Romo would make the most impact with the Texans or with the Broncos. I think I wonder, those to make the most sense. I wonder I help
3: about all these open. people that are agreeing with you on Twitter if they've actually seen the video.
4: Uh, Steven tweets at John Adius Radio. Hey, John, I got your back. Thank you, Steven. Travis, 25 years ago, definitely not a technical. No surprise today it is. Shouldn't be a team though even today so he agrees with me thank you travis ridiculous eric uh thank you eric on twitter Sam, i'm right i like to hear that like i said i have description of this i remember remember i said tweet at john Audis radio if you agree with me don't if you disagree with me so then oh i see that's what you all did. i'm getting is yeah, all the people who agree with me so i set it up so it makes me look whatever better. what were you gonna say there's a single word for this yeah ridiculous ridiculous let's go to number one number one Number one in our big five at five. So Badger basketball loses last night in Ann Arbor. And now they've lost two in a row in a tie for first place in the Big Ten Conference. So on a scale of one to ten, where are you as far as the worry factor for the Badgers right now?
3: I'm somewhere between a four and a half and a five and a half. Uh, You know, I think that we've seen what this coaching staff, uh, both while Bo is here and while Greg is here, uh, I think what we've, we've seen what this coaching staff does and how they prepare their teams to play and how they coach through processes. Uh, even last year they had a down cycle. Obviously it was earlier. Two years ago when they went to the Final Four uh, and, and the year before that when they got beat in the national semifinal against Kentucky, they had had a stretch in which they lost five of six games, all in the Big Ten. And the, these are all processes. They're all worked through. They're coached through. They're looking at things and trying to get things moving in the right direction. I look at the calendar, and I see that it's February 17th. I look at the records and the standings, and I see that the Badgers are tied for first place in the Big Ten. My worry level would be greater if Wisconsin had the same record as Michigan State. Mm. But they don't. The Badgers built up equity in an eight-game winning streak and to the point of, of the manner in which they played until this recent stretch, some wins and the last two losses where they haven't played their best basketball, but it's February. So I will trust the process and believe in their opportunity to get better and to correct the wrongs and make them right in March, which
4: is when it matters. Yeah, I'm not going to bail because they've lost back-to-back games. Now, have they looked good in all their wins? No. And that's something that I was questioning last week, whether or not this is truly, I know, on the polls, they were a top 10 team, but I don't know at this point in the season if they actually were, and the selection committee said as much when they did not include them as one of the top 16 teams. But I'm not going to panic or or you know, put that at a uh, at a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 and just say, well, it's over, what are we doing? I mean, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and Bronson Koenig, you still got to figure out, okay, when Koenig is healthy and he comes back, that's going to be a boost for this team. Dimitri Trice missed 13 shots last night. He was 2 of 15. That was a big reason for the loss.
3: We're going to get uh, back into these conversations uh, just after the bottom of the hour. T.J. Watt, the former Badger, who is the younger brother of Derek Watt, plays for the Chargers, and a guy by the name of J.J. Watt, who plays for the Houston Texans. T.J. Watt joined us earlier today when we were guest hosts on the Rich Eisen Show. In case you missed it, we'll bring you back that conversation. The interview with T.J. Watt is coming up next as we continue on the Mike Heller Show. Suggestion for you. I have a suggestion for you. I have a suggestion for you, John Audius. Okay, so
7: here's the suggestion. You All know right, how right, nice right. it is outside. Yes.
3: Sun's still up, although it's beginning to sink into the western horizon. That's how that works.
7: <laughs> western horizon. Yeah.
3: Um, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. You need to get out and uh, and you need to do some. You know, fly kite maybe.
4: would oh, be great. Would not be like the. Oh, fly yes, I'd love that. Yeah, it's a great so idea. So maybe
3: you think about doing that. Walking around maybe the zoo.
4: Oh, that's going to be packed. It would yeah. be
3: a good idea. Um, walk up and down State Street. Uh, if you're going to be in Madison, go ahead and stop and get some popcorn.
4: It's fun. Uh, fun time, yeah. You know, uh,
3: go to the Union, one of those things. You need to be outside this weekend. Oh. I know what you want to do. You want to be in watching Netflix, and you want to <laughs> binge watch the O, or, you know, the OA, rather. Oh, or, horrible. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to binge watch something or re-watch something. You need to be out of doors.
4: Uh, I, Grill out. I plan on grilling out, number one. That's the number one thing, I guess, that I know for sure is going to happen. The rest, we got to fill in the blanks there. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's it's a crime to be inside. It's a crime.
3: Yeah. not. I mean, look at the calendar. It is a crime. It's February 18th and 19th this weekend. Today's the 17th. February 18th and 19th this weekend. It's going to be about 60 degrees or in that vicinity, regardless of where you are in Wisconsin. Take advantage of that. Earlier today... We got to visit with the Pewaukee, Wisconsin's own T.J. Watt. Joined us earlier today on the Rich Eisen Show. We welcome in T.J. Watt. He's a Badger. Well, T.J., you're going to be, uh, well, maybe you already are a former Badger. Uh, but welcome into the program. How are you?
11: I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me.
3: It's good, it's good to visit with you. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you the toughest question out of the gate. How How difficult is it? At the moment, and do you just accept it? Is it a proud thing to be known as JJ Watt's little brother? Is that okay with you, or how does that work? How does that sit with you?
11: Uh, it's completely okay with me. Uh, I always tell people all the time, this is this is the only life I know. Um, uh, so people always ask me, is it weird to be JJ Watt's younger brother, Derek Watt's younger brother? But to me, this is this is all normal to me. So um, I think some people will have their views uh, whether it helps me or hurts me. But I think for the most part, it, it helps me because. In a process like this, I have two older brothers who have been through the process already, so I'm kind of getting a head start on what what coaches are looking for and what drills to do and certain things like that.
3: That kind of makes it uh, potentially a a career aspiration to maybe lose that moniker so you can establish your own identity. There's nothing wrong with being J.J. Watt's brother, but I suppose maybe personally is it a goal to just separate out that identity? Yeah, definitely.
11: I, I think the goal is to one day someone go up to Jaden and say, "Hey, are you are you TJ Watt's older brother?" <laughs> I, I think that's that's got to be that's got to be a goal of mine. Um and I think um but but at the same time it, it's it's not a burden to be to be the younger brother J.J. Watt, but um at the same time, yeah, I do I do want to blaze my own trail.
3: Are you guys workout partners, you and your brothers? Uh, do you go through that process together or because you're going into a combine, that's a t- totally different set of of skills that you have to establish are you guys separate right now or is there work being done together
5: yeah right
11: right now we're separate i'm down in phoenix arizona training at exo it's down here um then after the combine actually i'll be back in wisconsin i'll be training with him and Derek up in wisconsin so um right now it's all combine specific stuff and then after the combine um we'll, we'll get back together and we'll start training together
4: I had another question, but then that, you know, just talk about training. What is it like when the Watt brothers get together and they're all working out? Is that like just an insane, does everybody just push each other to the max? What's that like? What's a Watt workout like with all the brothers?
11: It it gets really competitive because we've all been separated for a long period of time and we don't really know where everyone's at strength-wise. So when we get together, we like to push it, and, and sometimes you kind of have to back off a little bit because you'll be trying to do as much weight as J.J., and obviously J.J. <laughs> is five years more developed than me, I like to say, so I'm not fully there yet, but I will. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely gets very competitive, but at the same time, it's great to to be around my brothers and kind of see the progress they've made um, from the time where I last saw them.
4: Now, I'm reading a headline from .com. It says another one of the Watt brothers is headed to the NFL and the league should prepare itself. So what type of a player is an NFL team going to get when the draft comes around?
11: Uh, the number one thing I'm trying to is versatility. Uh, I feel that like I can do a multitude of different things. Um, you saw that in college, whether I was lined up um, in a zero technique with my hand in the dirt or I can play on the outside um, in a 3-4 or I feel like I can even play a 4-3 inside if you need me to. Um, and, and I'm obviously I have the high motor. I'm going to give you everything I have on every single play, and and I'm not going to be just a gamer. I'm going to love the process, and I'm going to work my tail off for the organization that picks me.
3: We're talking to T.J. Watt. He is entering the NFL Draft a year early out of the the University of Wisconsin, getting ready for the combine coming up next month in Indianapolis. And uh, it was the was the process of getting to this point, T.J. to decide to go pro a year early? How
6: much did you?
3: you lean on Derek or J.J. Uh, to help you make that decision?
1: Uh, I lean on
11: J.J. a little bit more just because he, he's he been through the exact same scenario. Um, and, and my parents as well. And I had many conversations with Coach Chris and Coach Tibisar and just trying to figure out what was best for me. And, and I think at the at the end of the day, this, this is something I've dreamed about for so long. And I'm confident in my work ethic and, and my, my skill set that, that I'm – I can make this happen now, and I don't have to wait another year. And don't get me wrong, I love Wisconsin. I love the fans. I love the guys back there. I still talk to guys daily, but I just feel like I had to strike the silver ball. It was hot, and I'm ready to go on and pursue my NFL career.
3: Let me take you through a couple of scenarios. You, JJ, and Derek line up for a 40. Who wins the 40?
11: It'll be a close race, but I feel like I could take the the cake on that one.
3: All right, so TJ's got the 40. Uh, you guys, who has the best vertical?
11: That'll be between JJ and I, and I feel like uh, right now I, I can get the vertical, too. I feel
3: you've, like. you've got him on both of those. Now, we've seen his infamous box jumps. Are we going to see some of your work make its way <laughs> to YouTube?
11: No, not, not early on. I'm going to stay <laughs> under the radar for a few years until I establish myself, until I start posting videos.
3: Now, from do uh, you guys obviously it's been a few years because you guys aren't going to play any backyard football at this point in your lives. But but when you were, who was who was the nastiest? Who was the who was the most competitive? And who was the first one that might have said something to mom?
11: I was saying something to mom definitely. Um, <laughs> I was probably I was the one that was screwing around the most. Um, JJ was probably taking it the most serious, and Derek was just trying to trying to have fun. Um, but definitely, I would try to goof goof around too much, and they'll beat up on me, and then I go crying <laughs> to mom. That's usually how it goes. <laughs>
3: is was now JJ comes off now he's he's, he's polished a little bit and, and he's done a lot of interviews, but I, I would say he's probably the least humorous of the three of the Watt boys. Would that be true? I don't know. He, he,
11: behind the curtains, he, he's he's a funny dude. Um, I just I just feel like he he is all business, and he handles himself with such class that. Um, people don't really
3: get a real sense of who he is behind closed doors you know we roll through a couple of final questions i've asked this to many players as they get ready for the combine it is totally different than anything you have ever prepared for before do you think that the preparation for the combine helps you as a football player with the work you're doing or is it just different from everything that you've done so far and you have to revamp once the combine is done
11: I feel like it's a little bit of both. Uh, I feel like it's definitely testing how well you can adapt uh, to different situations, different types of lifting, and just trying to figure out different types of defenses. Because obviously you're going to be going into these meetings, you're going to have to draw up on the board different types of defenses. So you're learning um, uh, a lot of information in a short period of time. It's kind of preparing you for the future. But at the same time, um, the training sessions are a lot different right now up to the combine as they're going to be, Um, right after the Combine. So it's a little bit of both, but um, I'm just enjoying the process and loving each and every day of it.
3: Final thought here with T.J. Watt, former Wisconsin Badger, entering the NFL Draft a year early. And uh, when you get through the Combine, then you're going to get to the NFL Draft in April. you be a late first, early second, I think is kind of what we're seeing. How do you plan on spending that time, and who will be with you?
11: I plan on it being just a really tight, Tight-knit family uh, event, I feel like I'm just going to have a few close friends and then my close family uh, and relatives and just kind of hanging out. Um, we don't know where it's going to be yet, but um, I'm not going to make too big of a deal out of it. Obviously, it's going to be a really big day for me, but I just want people who have been with me uh, since day one to be around me on that day.
3: Now, there's been kind of a, a well-publicized, famous cabin that jj goes to that was you know with no amenities it's in the it's in the wisconsin (laughs) backwoods and then we saw pictures of it and it's like the the coolest looking log home cabin that you can imagine uh you get to spend some time there i would assume
11: yeah definitely that's that's uh that's on the agenda i'll I'll be going there after the conway at some point um i I love hanging out up at the lodge and it's just a great spot to kind of get away and, and hang out with the family and be secluded from everywhere else.
3: Hey, TJ, it's good to visit with you. Best of luck as you uh, get ready for the combine and then into the NFL draft. And uh, we saw great things from you at the University of Wisconsin. I would expect that we'll see many of those in the National Football League as well. It's always good to visit with one of the Watt boys. Thanks for spending some time with us on the Rich Eisen Show.
11: Thank you very much for having me, guys. Have a good one.
3: TJ Watt. TJ Watt pretty good conversation. Look Did you hear that? How does that go? It was me doing the that's same thing you, that I did earlier today. No, that's
4: how you end interviews, by yeah. saying the name of the person.
3: Which is what I was taught in broadcast school.
4: T.J. Watt.
3: Uh, we'll return. We're at the Greater did Madison Golf Show. Did you really Golf learn Show. that? No, I didn't go oh. to broadcast school, did you? Uh, we, we had a great conversation with T.J. Watt. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back in a moment. We're at the Greater Madison Golf Show, and this is the Mike Heller Show. If you want to look, John Audius, at the uh, at the scenario that plays out on our, uh, on our on-air and on-Twitter feud about whether or not the high school basketball player in Mississippi should have been assessed a technical foul. Initially, I was winning that battle. Two-zip. Yeah, and then there were a bunch of people that jumped in on the wrong side of the argument, your side, and uh, you took a slight lead in the contest, if we're calling this a contest, and then the rational... Viewers who got a chance to see the Twitter video and got a chance to hear rational discussion from me, I irrational rational discussion from you, yeah. then they all came to the proper side of the argument.
4: I'm up for you know, two, according to my
3: yeah. My well, numbers. Yeah, but you, your math has always been bad. It's true. Uh, my buddy Joe, who had tweeted in or texted in and said uh, that I was right and that John is a dork, and then when Spencer agreed with you, yeah. he texted me back again and said, John and Spencer are both dorks. <laughs> so, uh, so I won that twice. And it, well, all I'll do is say this. I'll challenge you, and
4: I think uh, I looked up the. Uh, this is Mike. Kent. Mike just yeah. make, real quick, what? Mike like looked up like high school stats, and he's getting Kent everything. County basketball.
3: Yeah, uh, that's who this. That's who this team, and they um, they had they were winning this game. They ended up winning this game, and I think this is the game that they won, 64 to 33. All right. So they won this game. It was played on uh, on Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th, 64-33. So we 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 assume me, that's the same score. It appears to me game. that the video is at the very end of the game, and the opposing team that they're facing in that game, Queen Anne's County, and I believe that it, it, I said earlier Mississippi. I believe it's in Maryland. Okay. So it's Queen's Anne County in Centerville, Maryland, and Queen's Anne County has nobody on their bench, not a single player. It appears to me that they had five players.
4: That's and their at, team, five at the, players. At
3: the end of the game, this this appears to me, and I'm reading some things into this. It looks like it is the end of the game, and that would make it a you know a 30 point lead in the final minutes of the game, and the winning team uh, from uh, Kent County has a player out there doing that. That's a technical, John. That's why I said earlier, time and and score is an important factor in the scenario, and if you consider that if they were leading by 30 points at the moment. And they're on their home court, and they both team, you know, they had emptied their bench. It looks like this is a reserve, and they're out there doing that. Um, That to me is taunting, and that to me would be a simple technical foul. And I don't think there's a whole lot of debate to it if you took time and score into consideration.
4: uh, The guy is a senior point guard. He is better known as, I don't even know how to pronounce that, something swag. Hip-hop artist and extremely accomplished dancer.
3: Well, you can see the dance. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. And he good. should have done the, the dance, you know, when, in front of his teammates in the locker room when the game is done. All I'm saying is. You know that I'm
4: right what on What if that had been poked away and stolen, put the other, now forget the score, and stolen, put, poked away, stolen, and a layup. So you're looking at that play and saying, well, <laughs> Good job. I think the point of it, John, did that you Or do have what if it did? Time and score into consideration, and then he crossed somebody up. It just seemed to me like a unique—I don't even know how to phrase it. It's kind of like a unique attempt at making a basketball play. You're giving the guy so
3: much credit, <laughs> as probably. though it was in the in the spirit of competition, rather just in the spirit of a, hey, everybody, look at me, because somebody in the stands had yelled out, <laughs> "Dance! Dance for him!" Dance
4: on him, something That's, like that.
3: So I don't know how you cannot take in the, in, in the into consideration the circumstances, the time, and the score, and you look at the same thing and tell me that you wouldn't, if you're the referee, wouldn't have assessed a technical foul. I don't think I Let's would have. Let's be
4: honest about it. I don't think I would no, have. No, I want
3: you to be honest about honestly, it. Honestly? No, I'm being honest, and I want you to be honest
4: I don't about think I would have. It. I honestly don't think I would have assessed a technical foul.
3: If I'm the opposing coach in that moment, I'm going to look at you as the official if you don't assess a technical foul. A, I probably. But now, and there's another scenario I'll play here, too. I'd be looking at the other coach. What the hell are you doing? I'd be looking at the other coach with my arms crossed and that nasty look on my face that sometimes I gave to my daughters. I would have said, well, make him wrong.
4: stop. You stop him from dancing then.
3: You're going to, what, go out and, and foul him? Steal the ball. No, John, <laughs> this is. Phil
4: Dawson Radio asks,
3: what did he do wrong? Dance? Phil, if the score is 64 to 33 and there's a minute left in the game, uh, what are you doing here? You're taunting, aren't you? You're bringing attention to yourself. You're showboating and you're taunting. And in high school sports, that's unsportsmanlike and it's a technical foul. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? That 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 it shouldn't have been a technical? Yeah. Absolutely, it's a technical foul and. Phil is always going to be on the other side of this argument. We've never agreed on these principles. But in a high school basketball game in which the rules are a little bit tighter as far as what you can and can't do from a bringing attention to yourself concept, and the game is a 31-point game in the final minute, and you're doing that, that is simply a a taunting uh, technical foul. Well Simply.
4: I think the people on Twitter you, agree with me. I think me.
3: you know it. I don't think Now you're just now you're just staying on this side of the argument because you feel that you need to be principled and this is the way you have took this uh, took um, on this discussion throughout the day so you feel that you can't sway at the end because then I would have won the discussion. There's
4: no winners or and right losers now, you're in this conversation. Are there winners and losers in conversation? Oh, we've what- always felt like there were winners and happens? losers in conversation. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought we, we were just talking. We used to keep score on the show. What are you talking about? Oh, when you got points? Yeah, yeah, we did. And I would have gotten a point on this one. I don't think so. I With th- all the, uh,
3: I
10: Instapol think the ball
4: point.
3: No, I think that the people have spoken and they have spoken against your opinion on this. You only ask people to tweet at you who agreed. <laughs> I might have said that. No, what I
4: happens have. if the quarterback gets the snap, drops back, does a little shimmy, throws it off to the left for a okay, first down? Okay, so let
3: me ask you a question. If the quarterback takes the snap and they're leading 42, they're to, nothing, flag? 42 to nothing. are to throw flag? 42 and there's less than a minute to go, and the quarterback takes the shotgun snap and then is back there doing moonwalk dances.
4: Moonwalk. They're moon... throwing the flag. General. No way. Yes, they are. You think they're Same throwing the scenario. flag? Same
3: scenario. I don't know if they would. It's unsportsmanlike. Should they? Isn't that defined? It, wouldn't that just be the absolute definition? But the problem is of unsportsmanlike conduct.
4: The problem with the, those two scenarios that I see is that they're still happening within the scope of a play. Now you'll say, well, what happens if he high steps into the end zone, John? Well, no one's around him. He's 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 about to score. But but with this basketball play and with this hypothetical weird football situation we just brought up. I mean, the the play is still happening all around them. Bad things can still happen to the team that is doing those acts.
3: Uh, so I would simply ask you this question. Negative plays. Would it everyone... be, when you see that, do you view it as unsportsmanlike? Whether you would want to issue a technical or not, do you see this kid dancing with a basketball and go, ooh, that's
4: unsportsmanlike? Uh, I thought it was showboating
3: then you define showboating in that scenario in high school athletics as a technical foul. Is that
4: how you define showboating? Well, showboating is yeah. that's how you do? Yeah. You got another person that agrees with you? Not everybody. Everybody agrees with Mike. No, not everybody, no. John. There's... I got Phil Dawson on my side. Oh. I think he texted me again or tweeted at me again. I got to read this Yeah,
3: one. Phil, I, I guess Phil's asking, is it different if it's tied? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yes, of course. I mean, now he's trying to distract the defender to create a lane to drive to the rim or to get somebody else distracted. Mm-hmm. Like the guy who barked on the inbound a couple of years ago. Right, got down up, on, his, yeah. on, on all fours and barked, and people are looking at him like, what are you doing? And then they, they had a guy wide open underneath the basket for a layup. It's a distraction play. If this is in the spirit of the, uh, of a tight game, I think it might be deemed, hey, he's trying to create a distraction to create a play. But this is a your biggest problem. Point is, the, lead. is the time, it's time and score, time and score. And you don't want to bring time and score into play, and it's absolutely at the center of the discussion. It's at the center of the conversation.
4: I just thought it was kind of a lame technical. You just were entertained. I was very entertained by that's, it.
3: That's that's your issue. You yep. were entertained by it, and you don't want to issue a technical foul when you're being entertained.
4: Can we talk about something else? Yeah. Like real
3: sports? Yeah, let's do it. I'll let you take the rest of the show.
4: Uh, Steve tweeted in. See you in on Monday. At John Audius Radio. Debating with a friend. So let's just answer this question for Steve as we wrap up here. Debating with a friend. What's the better level of success for Badger basketball? Big Ten champs? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure I understand his question, but better level of success? Big Ten champs, Big Ten tournament champs, Sweet 16 or better in NCAA? Sweet 16 or better. Every,
3: everything, is, everything is based in college basketball, uh, especially when you're at the level that Wisconsin has been, on what you do in the NCAA tournament. Now, you don't tell them that. They're going to play first and foremost to win a conference title. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they're going to play to win the conference tournament title. And finally, they'll play for the NCAA tournament. I think anybody that watches college basketball and the way you grade programs is what they do in the NCAA tournament. Yes. So simply put, it's, to, it's always the goal is to get to the Sweet 16 and beyond. So there is greater success attached to what you do in the tournament than there is to let's say Wisconsin went, you know, 13 and 5 or mm-hmm. 14 and 4 in the Big 10 and won a Big 10 regular season title and was a first round out in the NCAA tournament.
4: Yeah. That'd be a disappointment. You're going to remember yeah, so, the first round out. So Steve, uh sweet 16 or better number 1, championship conference championship number 2, and then for me tournament championship number 3. Yeah. Like that's just like, "Oh, you, you know, you caught everybody at the right time.
3: Well, listen, uh, make your way on out to the Greater Madison Golf Show. It is uh, The doors are closing for tonight here in a moment, but open from 10 until 6, 10 tomorrow morning till 6 o'clock tomorrow night, and, 10, and 4, 10 until 4 on Sunday. We'll be back in Monday morning at 11 on the Rich Eisen Show, and then we'll do our show Monday uh, after 3. So look at that. We're going to double dip on Monday, too. John, thank you. Casey James, thanks for jumping in there and helping us out as well. Hope all of you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to The Mike Heller Show.